Yo, what's good, YouTube? Welcome back to another episode of the Shooter Straight Podcast. It's your co-host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Blue. I'm G. And welcome back to episode 26. First and foremost, thanks, everyone, for all the previous support we've been getting on our YouTube shorts and the, in the previous podcasts. Man, we've been running it up like crazy. We appreciate all the support. We just broke the 300 subscriber milestone. We're currently at 308. We appreciate all the support. We appreciate all the new subscribers that have come into the channel. And we hope y'all enjoy this episode. And again, as I always say, man, I wanted to see y'all in the comments, man. I got to see y'all in the comments, man. We want to hear y'all opinions on what we talk about. And you can comment on our podcast clips and all the other social medias that we got. Exactly. While you're down there commenting, check the description box. We got our link tree to all of our social medias. And also, while you're there checking our social medias, hit the new white subscribe button that YouTube just updated. It's hit white. that subscribe button. Yeah, it's white. Update. Because uh, we're trying to, we're still on the road to 1,000 subscribers. So we appreciate everyone who's going to help us get there. And with all that being said, y'all ready to get into it? Let's yeah. go. Let's go. We got a banger cooked up. First and foremost, let's get into the NFL. Like always, week nine NFL pick em. You know, we've been consistent with our pick ems. Let's just get straight into it. Week nine NFL pick em. Let's go. Colts versus Pats. I got the Pats. Patriots. Patriots. Packers versus Lions. I got the Lions. I got the Lions, too. Packers. Chargers versus Falcons. I got the Falcons. Chargers. Chargers. Bills versus Jets. I got the Bills. 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 Vikings versus Commanders. Got the Vikings. Viking. Vikings. Panthers versus Bengals. I got the Bengals. 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 Raiders versus Jags. I got the Jags. Got the Jags. Yeah, nice. We all got the Jags. Okay, no Raiders. Dolphins versus Bears. I got the Dolphins. 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 Ends up. Seahawks versus Cardinals. I got the Seahawks. Got the Cardinals. Damn, we got the Seahawks. Rams versus Bucks. I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks. And I'm going with the Rams. <laughs> Titans versus Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. I got the Titans. Chiefs. Ravens versus Saints. Monday Night Football. I got the Ravens. 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 Fair. Interesting picks, you know, at least, you know, contrary to last week, you know, at least we were <laughs> Everything able to, was the every, same. Every, this week we had a lot of different picks, so I think that's good. A couple different. It'll be a good NFL Sunday, like always, you know, and we'll be talking about it on the next pod. But Facts. the NFL trade deadline, we talked about it on the previous episode, our expectations for the trade deadline. Well, now the NFL trade deadline has officially passed. It is a, uh, November 4th at the time of recording. So, you know, obviously there was a lot of big moves made. I'm going to pass this off to one of y'all. Let me go. Yeah, I'll go. What are y'all's thoughts on the trade deadline and some of the moves made? One of the biggest moves made in the trade deadline was Chicago picking up Chase Claypool. And although he hasn't been doing good this season, his first two seasons he was doing great. And like I said, like I said, I will say again, he's only averaging nine yards. However, in his first two seasons, he was amazing. And although it's because Mr. Trubisky is just not that great of a quarterback. He's just not the best. And honestly... That's one of the best pickups in the trade season. <sighs> Losers, I would say, of the trade season would be Green Bay. They have picked up no receivers for Aaron Rodgers, and that is just ridiculous. Like, he needs another receiver. Like, Alan Lazard, he, he, he might be questionable, I think, for the upcoming game this Sunday, and he, he hasn't been performing as well as I personally have thought that he was going to perform. So, <sighs> yeah, man, Green Bay is just lose. They're the ultimate losers. Yeah, I, th I think we're all going to agree on that one. Like yeah. Green Bay is, they just didn't make any moves at all to help out Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And that's what we'll, we'll go get into more what their fate's going to, you know. Look like. gonna look I was like. going to mention one more loser really quick, and that is the Browns. Because they haven't traded Kareem Hunt. And uh -huh. for Kareem Hunt, man, you could get uh, 
a hell of a lot of money or a, I mean a hell of a good trade yeah. whether it's draft picks or another good player because he is a great player and he's being underutilized by the Browns right now. Yeah. Although they have Nick Chubb, they obviously could be using him more. Mm-hmm. He's a great running back and I, I think he deserves a shot at a team that's actually going to use him. Mm-hmm. The Kareem Hunt situation was was an odd one because the Adam Schefter reported after the trade deadline had passed that the Browns were only asking for a fourth round pick for him and, and nobody was willing to pay that price. To me it was a bit of a head scratcher because Cream Hunt for a contender, let's just take the Buffalo Bills, for example, that would take them over the top. And for no one to be willing to pay a fourth-round pick for Kareem Hunt is just a bit of a head-scratcher to me. I don't I think quite the, understand. The Bills got a running back, though, they, in the, they, in the they trade. They did, but I'm saying, like, I'm taking Kareem Hunt over Naheem Hines. Oh, of course, yeah. No, that's no disrespect to Naheem Hines. He's a great pass-catching back. Yeah. And, and he's going to do great things for the Bills. But I'm taking Kareem Hunt all day, every yeah. day over him. And, and another thing know? is, like, like Kareem Hunt, he wants to leave because he's being underutilized. He yeah. wants to go, bro. So, like, the connection there and the chemistry is just not it's working not out, great. bro. He just so. got the dip. What are your winners and losers of the trade deadline? Mine were a little bit different. I had the Panthers. I think I, I find it crazy how the Panthers got basically a whole draft class of picks. They got one they traded on McCaffrey. They got the 49ers' second, third, fourth round picks for 2023 and a fifth round pick for 2024. Uh-huh. And then they also moved wide receiver Robbie Anderson for, uh, to the Cardinals for a sixth round pick in 2024 and a seventh round pick in 2025. That's, that's six draft picks for for the upcoming years. You know, maybe it's a bit boring to look at it as like, you know, all draft picks, but picks, but that's a lot of picks. And yeah. one of those players could be a And they're go, they're going for quarterback, you know, they yeah. uh they're struggling right now with Baker, you know. <laughs> they're not doing the best. PJ so Walker is yeah, the guy now. So. They're they're eyeing up, you know, drafting the quarterback and I mean, it's nice to have six picks. Yeah. So I I I, if, I I think just If y'all yeah. think they get a really good like not a really good, but a decent quarterback. Do you think they're going to be hunting for another one with one of their rest, rest of the draft picks? I, I would say that if they take a quarterback in the first round, that you know they might take a backup. But realistically, let's just say hypothetically, they get Bryce Young from Alabama or something like that. Yeah. that's going to be their guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're not going to really be focused on a backup. But we, but we, but, know, but we all know how that like the first rounders could be, like Marcus Mariota yeah, and others. No, of course, and it's it's, but that's something. That obviously, in hindsight, you know, you make that. But if you you drafted a, a quarterback in the first round, you're expecting him to be your guy. Mm-hmm. You know, that? and I don't think there's there's a few scenarios in in the past where I'll, I'll take it to all the way back to when RG three got drafted with Washington. At the time, it was the Redskins. Now the Commanders. They drafted RG three number se- uh, number two overall, and then I think in the sixth round of that draft, they drafted Kirk Cousins, and we all know how that ended up. Kirk Cousins still in the league, RG three. You know, he's commentating. You know, so. That's one of those instances where maybe you do look at that with one of them later six to seven yeah. round picks. You know, it, it's worth a look because at that point, you know, it's more of like, you know, you got to get lucky to find yeah. the guy that late on. But, you know, for example, they got like a second round pick, a third round pick. Like, yeah. Oh, that, that's, you, if you take a quarterback in the first round with those picks right there, you want to get wide receivers. Yeah, you yeah. running backs. You can build for, a, a – like, you, you can add very well to your squad. Yeah, for sure. They can, and, and they already have a decent foundation. They, they were able to keep defensive end Brian Burns, who was one of the best in the league. So they have, like, a little bit of a foundation where now they just probably need to add a couple wide receivers for their young quarterback that they're going to get. And now they have the draft capital to be able to do that. And if they want to even make a move and trade up, they have so much capital as to yeah. where they can be like – Hey, we'll give you our fifth round pick and then our seventh round pick. Let me go get a uh, move up and get an extra third rounder. Let me get this guy because they probably have some guys that if they yeah. got their eyes on. Like I want this guy on my football team, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got it. What are your losers? The, oh, well, I think there's. Oh, only you got one. another winner? Uh, I okay. think they're like to me they're the clear winner of okay. everything. Like to have that many picks, but I think the loser, you know, we we just agree it's the it's the Packers. The yeah. fact that the Packers could not 
add anything to this team. It's <laughs> just, it's disgraceful. The fact, it's, it it's, border, it's borderline almost sa sabotage because you the season's been so bad yeah. that there's looking like people are thinking they're not going to make the playoffs at all. And then, you know, the man, uh, management is just looking at this being like, well, you just won't make any moves. You're wasting a year of Aaron Rodgers that he doesn't have very many left. So the fact that they're wasting it is kind of like, you know, like, come on. And, I mean, it's not like there's, there, w there wasn't moves to make. You can make moves. If you are desperate, Green Bay can make moves. I don't know if they're, they're holding out on Odell coming there or something, but, like, even if you got Odell, you need more, you need a little bit more to be, you know, throw your hat in there, you know, as a contender. But, you know, it just sucks, I think, and they're the clear loser. And it's not even like uh, they didn't have the opportunity. You know, there were some other wide receivers that got traded, for example, Robbie Anderson, although yep. it, was like, it was a week ago or two weeks ago. But even beyond that, a guy that didn't get traded, who was expected to get traded, wide receiver Brandon Cooks from the Houston Texans, he, yep. was, he was at the front office door begging to be Saw traded. That. Yep. He was begging, and he, he he didn't even play yesterday's game against the Eagles because of the fact that he was so mad about not being traded, reportedly. Mm -hmm. The Green Bay had that opportunity. They had so many opportunities. They have draft picks. They could have made the trade if they really wanted to, and for some reason they didn't pull the trigger. And, and it's baffling, and, and I agree with both of y'all. It it's borderline sabotage yeah. at this point. I mean, to waste a year of Aaron Rodgers' career... It, it, it just sucks for me, you know what I mean? Like, you think Brandon Cook should have got traded? He should have been. Yeah, all, and all I mean, he wants yeah, and I could, and I could, it and, and it the Texans should be wanting to get exactly draft picks. Draft picks exactly. I, could, I was going to say that they need, they need to rebuild. Yeah. Like, they have to they're, rebuild. So them not trading for Brandon yeah. Cooks is freaking ridiculous. There is, there is no reason for the tech, for the Texans to have Brandon Cooks on their roster right now. They're not going anywhere. But it, is it more of like Houston not wanting to do it or the Green Bay not wanting to do it? But, or, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a good I point. think it's just more Green Bay just, you know, I, I don't know if they just weren't trying at all. I don't know if they, they even cared. Might have not gave, it, gave up good, good enough for trade. I don't know. Yeah, they might have been lowballing. We don't know. But it's just baffling to me because on they paper, it's anything, the perfect Anything? Not fit. one? And, and even if they didn't get Brandon Cooks because Houston was asking for too much or they didn't want to pay or whatever – you got to get somebody. You got to get yeah, somebody. Some, somebody or something. And I was going to talk about this a little later, but alluding to your point that you made about Odell, obviously they might be holding out for Odell, but I don't think Odell is making that move, you know, at this point because we see how bad they are. <laughs> but even if they did get Odell, by the time Odell is ready to join and sign they're a not team, gonna be they're in, not even going to yeah. be in, in the no, contention. contention. I think yeah. they're losing this weekend. that They could fall to three and six. And even if they do win this, this weekend, it doesn't make a it difference. It doesn't make a difference. They, like if, even if they got Odell, it's gonna be two, three weeks. That's not gonna all of a sudden change their season, and they're gonna make a, a six-game winning streak and somehow sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. It's just not gonna happen. You know, I, I looked ahead to the Packers' schedule. Green Bay, their next games: the Lions, the Cowboys, the Titans, the Eagles, the Bears, the Rams, the Dolphins, Vikings, and then the Lions again. Jesus. I, realistically, I only see three, maybe four wins in that schedule as of, as it is right now. And if they add Odell, I don't think that number changes for me. Change, no. So I'm sure we. They're can. not making the playoffs. I was gonna to say honest. we're pretty sure. The Green Bay we Packers all agree. are not making the playoffs. The playoffs. They, they ain't making the playoffs. No way. Do y'all what do y'all think? Do not, you think the Packers can make a move? Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a shot in hell. Yeah. Yeah, no there's way. just realistically even if they've had an easier schedule, they're just I don't even think they're like they I don't think they're going to beat the Lions, you know, twice. Yeah. They might I think them and the Bears is a toss up at this point. <laughs> Justin Fields, you know, they just added Chris Jones. He's, look, he's looking good, yeah. They're they're looking a lot better. Exactly. They're the looking Packers great. The Packers are on the decline and the Bears are honestly on the the, the incline. It's yeah. 
But for me, my trade deadline, overall winners, I agree, you know, that, that the Panthers were a winner, obviously. However, my, I have a couple, you know, winners, but my overall winner, I have to give it to the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Uh-huh. And although it's, it's the contrary, it's, uh, because, like, I do think that they gave up a lot of draft picks to get Christian McCaffrey, but we've already seen it now. I've seen it with my own two eyes, just how dynamic of a running back Christian McCaffrey is going to be for this San Francisco 49ers offense. We saw him be, I think, the fifth player in NFL history to, crown. to, to have a, a throwing touchdown in a game, a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. And obviously that's not going to be quite as consistent, but you can see that Kyle Shanahan is going to find a way to get Christian McCaffrey the ball in so many different ways, and he's just going to open up that offense. And, and they absolutely dismantled the, the Rams, I think, and they didn't even have Debo. So let's just imagine how dynamic this offense is going to be when they get Debo Samuel back along with Christian McCaffrey. I think it was the perfect move. And it's it's hard to say that they aren't a, a, the biggest winner of this trade deadline. Yeah. However, only time will tell. Yeah. Obviously, another for me a winner has to be, and I think for everyone, the Miami Dolphins. And we're gonna yeah. talk, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about them in, in depth up. here. But for me, Miami Dolphins. Obviously, they made the moves that they had to make. First of all, I said it on the pod last episode: the Dolphins should be the number one suitor for Bradley Chubb. Well. We all know what happened. They went and got Bradley Chubb. They gave away the first round pick and the fifth round pick, Goodbye, and they made, and they made it happen. They had to make that trade. Bradley Chubb is an elite bro. player. He's gonna take the Dolphins' defense over the top. And then also, besides the fact that they made that to improve their defense, which was the weakest part of their team, they add a utility back in Jeff Wilson Jr. from the 49ers, which he's familiar with Mike McDaniel's system. He knows what he's gonna want to do. He's gonna be a plug and play back, and they already have. Raheem Mostert, so it's going to be Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. I think that's going to do wonders for the Dolphins. They can both catch the ball. They can both run the ball. They're just like similar to Christian McCaffrey. They're going to be utilized in so many different ways. It's going to open up the Dolphins' offense. I think the Dolphins are big, big winners. You think they're making the Super Bowl, though? Are they Super Bowl contenders? Are they making the Super Bowl? I'm not going to go that far and predict that quite yet. However, I will go ahead and say the Dolphins are definitely Super Bowl contenders. Don't get me wrong. They are contenders. They are, at the bare minimum, in my eyes, they're a top three team in the AFC at this moment. Yeah, I agree. It's the the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Dolphins. Those are the top three teams in the AFC right now. Are the Dolphins going to go into Arrowhead or go into uh, the Bills, you know, in January and and beat them in the playoffs? I don't know. I'm not ready to go that far, but they're going to be there. It's going to be a tough matchup. They're a good enough football team to do it, though. I will say that. Yeah. It's not one of those things where they, they'd go in and you just, you know. you just immediately write them off. There's a chance. They have a chance. There's yeah. a chance. Because sure. Bradley Chubb is really going to open up that defense. I mean, look, he has 26 sacks in his career, which some people are saying that this is a bad trade for the Dolphins because he only has 26 sacks in his career. However, let's not forget that in 2019 he was out for the whole season with an ACL injury. In the 2021 season he had a little bone spur ankle issue, which kept him out to miss the whole season. So in reality, he's only played 49 games in his career, 26 sacks. Doesn't make it quite as bad. But that doesn't even really scratch the surface of how good of a pass rusher he is. This season, he ranks third in the NFL in pass rush win percentage rate. He's up there with Micah Parsons, 11 from heaven. 11 from heaven. (laughs) And Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns. That is elite company. company. So the sacks just don't, don't tell the full story of how good Bradley Chubb is. And... Miami's defense 
they are just not good at attacking the quarterback right now. They have to, they have the sixth highest blitz rate in the NFL right now. They are going to be able to not blitz as much, only rush four, and still get pressure now, which is going to take pressure off of our DBs, and it's going to just allow the whole defense to just work better and be overall better, and it's going to just take this team over the top because we've already seen just how good they can be. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, the, the the Dolphins are exciting. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's been a while since you know Dolphins fans can say they've been excited for something. That's dude. true, hundred percent. It's been a, it's been a while, dude. And with Tua back, man, they're performing just like yeah. how they were. And and let alone like uh, Tyreek Hill is having you know a, a phenomenal year. Like, Facts. People thought you know he would completely have like a drastic change in his numbers. He looks like Tyreek. Oh, he look, yeah. he, oh he, he's. I mean, this because is, people were sleeping on Tua. Yeah, yeah right, I mean, right now he's on pace to break an NFL record for yeah. receiving yards. Oof. Like, dude, Ty- Tyreek scored crazy, and um, two two is you know he's he's doing what he has to do. Is he the greatest quarterback in the league? No, but he's doing what he has to do. I mean, right now in 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 most statistical quarterback categories, you know, he, although he did uh, miss three games yeah. because of the injury, he's top five in a lot of those categories. You know, he's not not turning the ball over, which you know. Steelers fans are still going to be salty and say that they, they should have they, they dropped three interceptions. But hey, if you don't catch the interception, catch it, it, does, it doesn't count. You got to catch him. So Tua is not turning the ball over and he's just being efficient. And we've saw it, although it's the Detroit Lions and they're not the best football team in the world, we have now seen this Dolphins team win in a lot of different ways. We saw them against the Buffalo Bills, how they kind of scrapped it out and won that game. Oof, and now game. We've, also, we've also seen them come back. The Dolphins were losing 14 0 against the Detroit Lions. And they were able to come back and win in the second half. You got to give them credit for being able to do that, even though it is the Detroit Lions. You know what I mean? Facts. We have seen them win different ways and, and versatile. That's you know at the end of the day, that's showing their that championship mantra that they got. Mm-hmm. You know, are they, are they going to make it or anything like that? I don't know. I'm not quite ready to go that far, but contenders for sure in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. Facts. So, I think y'all ready to get in the next topic, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Let's do a little midseason review. About the NBA. Uh, are we switching? Oh, the, no, the NFL. oh my bad. NFL, NFL I'm tripping. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we're going to get into the NBA in a second here. Right? I'm tripping. Some crazy news going on there, but midseason NFL review. My bad. I'm tripping. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're good. Midseason NFL review. Obviously, we are entering week nine, and you know we don't quite have a midpoint anymore with the NFL because they added the 17th mm-hmm. game. So there is no official midpoint, but you know it would be around this eight to nine week. So... We are about to be nine weeks into the NFL season. What are y'all's biggest takeaways from what you've seen so far this season in terms of teams and, and everything? I, th- I think for the plus side, like, who's been the most impressive? We, it's, it's obviously the Eagles. Like, no, one, no one expected the Eagles to be still probably undefeated <laughs> about yeah. around this time. And the, the fact that how the electric their offense and how great they are defensively, I mean, you, have to, you just have to you know, give them their flowers. They, they've definitely proven everybody wrong, but, and now it's time to, you know, you're getting to time where shit's getting serious. Mm-hmm. So where, you know, you're get, we're getting closer and closer to when, you know, rubber meets the road. And it's going to be exciting to see when the Eagles play, like, you know, the best, the best teams in the league. And switching from the top to the low, the most disappointing has to be tied with maybe the Colts, Broncos, and Raiders just – Absolute disappointment from all three of those fu- all those yeah. garbage. The the fact I'll that the bron- the Broncos have made me look like a muppet on this on this very po- I I back them. I, I I do blame you know other like influences outside of my life, 
But the Broncos just has have let me down completely. I have no faith in them. I probably won't pick them to win another game ever. After <laughs> they, I, mean, I I hate them, and um, probably probably another one I was gonna ask you about is uh, you know we you had the Chargers a yeah. lot higher. How 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 are they made you feel through this entire design season? I mean, I didn't only have the Chargers winning their division. I had them making the Super Bowl. Facts. <laughs> and you had an all LA Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I did. And obviously, but so far that is looking like that the is worst the furthest take of all thing time. that could possibly. The Rams are definitely not yeah, no, making. They're definitely the Super, not. Like there was like almost toxic. They could fucking miss the playoffs. Yeah, dude. they like, might make the facts. They might like, miss dude, the that, that's like, like Sean McVay is rumored to maybe retire now. It's getting that <laughs> it's bad. It's getting so bad, uh, you know. And um, I also do want to ask your opinion that just like uh, I've seen a lot of people saying that Justin Herbert is like I has completely not yeah. not been living up to what he has. And I, I was wondering what your thoughts on that were. I would say overall with the Chargers in general, they have just been massive disappointments. Although I think right now, if it, like on the current NFL playoff picture, they've snuck in as like the seventh seed. Yeah, that doesn't really change my opinion at all because this team has the the talent to be a number one seed. Although they're missing Keenan Allen. They're missing Keenan Allen. They did on pretty much the whole season. They've been missing him. And J.C. Jackson injured now. That you know They haven't had Joey Bosa. I will say the Chargers have been a very injury-plagued team. This, However, is, this is something you mentioned even before. That yeah. <laughs> it just depends on the injuries. Yeah. They just all got injured. And pretty much, even without that, though, they still have a healthy Austin Eckler. They still have Mike Williams. They still have Gerald Everett, who's a really good tight end. And obviously, you have... What a lot of people said was arguably the best quarterback in a stacked quarterback draft class that had Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Tua. They, they said Justin Herbert was the best guy. And so far this season, although he hasn't had Keenan Allen, I just have not quite seen Justin Herbert live up to that hype. I, like, was I one of those guys that uh, bought into the hype? Yes, I was. Because, yeah. because we've seen it. We've seen, like, we've seen we've, flashes we of see it. We see flashes of, of just things that just what blow your mind. Yeah. But then overall... And whether you want to put that a little bit on the coach, and I got into him before, I don't think the Chargers coach is doing a great job. I think he honestly is on the hot seat. But you got to put some of that blame on Justin Herbert. Ultimately, he's just not getting it done. And he still, even without Keenan Allen, he still has great offensive weapons. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they need to be better than what they are. And it's disappointing that they aren't. However, I'm not quite ready because they're at that 4-4 four four yeah. record. I'm not quite ready to write him off because – I think if Keenan Allen does come back and if they are able to kind of figure it out and they can get healthy, they're a team that you don't want to play come playoff time because just of the talent you know, on paper, how good they are. But we have not seen their talent on paper translate to on the field yet, and we might never see it at this point. I can agree with you that the injuries don't make an excuse for how bad they've been playing because they do have really good offensive weapons. Yeah. My biggest takeaway is I didn't really write any notes about this specifically, but... I'm gonna say straight up the Bucks, man. The Bucks, bro, man. Tom I, I Brady, was bro. A feeling what are you guys gonna say that? Bro, <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't gonna say it. I was gonna he say, was it. Gonna say it. Bro, Tom Brady, bro. He, he got wep. He got Mike Evans, and you got other weapons that are hella need to be utilized, bro. Like, pff, you're not throwing dimes, man. Go back out there and throw some dimes. Yeah, I, I don't really know what's going on with the Bucks right now. It's yeah. really weird. They just lost Shaq Barrett. It's it's, it's and looking, it's problems it's on great. both sides of the ball, yeah, defense like, and offense. Like yeah, they're just yeah. doing horrible. Come on! Like you used to be, you used to hear all the time. You don't run <laughs> against the Bucks. You don't run. They're, you can't run against the Bucks. And now Todd Bowles' defense is getting ran all over. They're yeah. throwing a party over there, and now the defense is looking like the offense is not looking great. And you know, 
Tom Brady, we even had this conversation before even the season started when there was the conversations of with him and his uh, now, now soon-to-be-divorced, you know, wife. Right. <laughs> and uh, you, you guys are like, oh, uh, we, the, it won't affect Tom Brady at all. I said it would. And as you can see, I think it's clearly affecting him, yeah, I think the, I the, the way that, that he plays this. Because Tom Brady's, Tom Brady's human. We, we yeah. can't, we can't, uh, he's, he's, greatest, he's the greatest thing we've ever seen, but he's human. This is, this is bothering him, and it's, it's, it's something in the back of his mind every single day, every second. Facts. I knew it was going to affect him initially. I just didn't know it was going to hold on for this long. Yeah, like. But uh, divorce is a long process and all that stuff, so. It's pretty traumatic. Exactly. I will, I will say that I definitely can agree that it is playing with Tom Brady's head. However, my problems with the Bucks, and I said this uh, last episode when we talked about the Ravens game, my problems with the Bucks don't necessarily lie in Tom Brady's hands. And I hate Tom Brady. I would love to put all the blame on him. But from what I'm seeing with the Bucks, I said it last episode, they can't run the ball and they can't stop the run. And that's where my Facts. issues are with the You're Bucks. You're not going to win anything. You're not going to win any games. You can't win games like and that. I said it last episode. They have the worst rushing offense in the league. And you have Leonard Fournette yeah, back there. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You know, Including Lam- rushing Lam- the pat They're just not scoring, period, though. No, they're, Overall, they're, they're, they're just not scoring many I, points. I don't think they've gotten more than 24 points this season. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. literally They're averaging despicable. something like 19 that's points, horrible. bro. No. And, and I was going to say, outside of just that, the issues with the rushing game on offense and defense, I think it is important to now notice, and maybe we underestimated it at the time. I think I did. I don't know, I don't know about y'all. I personally underestimated it, the loss of Bruce Arians. As head coach, I think we, we, we didn't un- think it would be, be, this much. because of the fact that they kept Todd Bowles and Byron left, which in most of that staff, and it just uh, Bruce Arians just kind of left. Thought it was gonna be good. We thought it was gonna do pretty much just be okay, same old Bucks. It it hasn't, and I, so I think I don't know exactly how much of it is because of Bruce Arians not being there, and maybe maybe it's none of it at all. But in my opinion, I can personally say I think if Bruce Arians was the head coach right now, and Todd Bowles was still defensive coordinator, Byron left, which is still offensive coordinator. It would be a different Bucks team. I would, I find it hard to believe that it wouldn't be. Yeah, because I mean, there's there's like some you know knickknack injuries you know a little bit in their secondary now you know last game against the Ravens, Shaq Barrett's out yeah. for for probably eight months you know torn Achilles. Yeah. But um, I mean, as far as offensively, they 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 got, they got what they need. They got Mike Evans. You got you know you got in and out Julio Jones, but you know that's uh, that's Chris whatever. Godwin. Chris Godwin's healthy. is is healthy, and it's just like it looks like. Tom Brady's rapport with his receivers is exactly. just not there. And, it's, and it, it's weird because— And it's overall in the NFL, like as we talked about earlier before the podcast, it's just this NFL season just hasn't been great. Like yeah. the teams have been underperforming. One final thing about the Bucks for me, at least personally, it's weird what you say about him not quite having the rapport with his wide receivers because they have chemistry, but also— it's not like Tom Brady doesn't have a good offensive line around him. Statistically speaking, he has one of the best yeah. offensive lines. So it's not like he's not getting the proper time to throw. I think pretty much for his whole career, it's, it's been if you can keep Tom Brady from not being sacked, you are going to win games. And, and they, they're doing that. He's not really getting sacked as much or that much at all. And it's still not translating to, to better stats and, better, and ultimately a win. For, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. It doesn't quite make sense. The Bucks for me, are one of the biggest question marks. It's like, what happened with this team? It is even when it comes down to their third down conversion rate. Uh, I think I've not double checked, but it's it has to be one of the worst. Yeah, every, no, it's pretty, every I game that I watch, but they they can't bad. convert a third down to, to save their lives. And it's not like Tom Brady's throwing. You know, he's leading the league in picks. He's nah. just he's just being it's ineffective. The offense is about as dangerous as a butter knife, man. It's not it's not looking great. 
And I, I, I don't really know what's going on. I'm hoping that because I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. I picked Bucks, Bills, and you know, I, I have to stand by that pick. But they, if they don't switch, if something doesn't change, it's not, it's not looking great. What do you, what do you guys think has been like the cause of this poor NFL play? You know, I, to, to, for me personally, I think it's a mixture of defenses getting a lot better. And offenses, they, they haven't quite made the adjustments to adjust to that. I can say across the NFL, for the most part, we have seen new defensive schemes and maybe players that have elevated their game, you know, in terms of we're talking pass rushers like Miles yeah. Garrett and, uh, you know, Bradley Chubb, my 11 from heaven, Micah Parsons. We are seeing defensive coordinators implement new schemes to combat just how good offenses have been in the NFL. And I just don't quite think that, offensive coordinators and those genius offensive minds, you know, maybe outside of like Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. they haven't quite been able to figure out what these new defensive schemes are. So you are. think it's it's a coaching problem? I, I, I think it has to I be. Think, I think it could be uh, the talent, the evolution of the, the game. The talent is yeah, the universe, you know? But yeah. evolution of the game on defense, but on offense, to to counteract with those pass rushes, pa- like quarterbacks are just going out the pocket now. Yeah. And, and they're, they're making moves and – they're moving, so they're trying to do something. It's just I think it's more coaching, bro. And they're yeah. not letting them go out the pocket. They're just saying, "Oh, no, stay in the pocket, bro. We don't want you to get hurt." Yeah, yeah and, and I think that also is one of those things. Like, even when you got a guy like Lamar Jackson, there's so much emphasis on even if you do get outside the pocket, slide, slide, slide. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think that's the best thing in terms of health. But like at the end of the day, these especially with quarterbacks, those are like you, you treat them like babies almost, you know, yeah. like like they're your prized possessions. You you don't want them to be touched. You don't want them to be anything happen to them. If they get a little scratch, you're get you're 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 worried. You know, get them a bandaid quick. Yeah, you know that's what it's like. So ultimately, I feel like maybe offensive coordinators and head coaches got to kind of let the quarterback do his thing. Do a his bit thing. More. And 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 if they don't, I just think we're gonna continue to see defenses get better and better. You know, and ultimately, there's one guy that touches the ball every single play on offense. And that's the quarterback. So you got to let the quarterback do whatever it is, whether it's sling the rock more, run the ball more. It, like you just got to do something. Yeah. Facts. Let the players play. I would say, uh, like, I forgot which one of y'all went first with your midseason review. That was me. Then it was him. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, a team that I think obviously is impressing everyone that wasn't mentioned, the Seattle Seahawks. You know. Nobody and and no, I mean and I Seahawks. mean nobody. They they won the Russ deal. To be fair, they, they, they did. They, that was day rate robbery. Dude. That was, it was. That was a robbery now. Facts. Nobody realistically expected the Seahawks to be this good, and a large reason why they are this good is because of the play of Geno Smith. And do you think maybe he has more? He's util, He's getting better. He's got better receivers. I think it's a mixture. He has you know better receivers, but I think he also he has a coach in Pete Carroll that actually believes in Facts. him. He trusts him. And I, ju- I, you know, I, I was able to take the time and watch the, pretty much the full game of him playing against the, the, the Giants. And we know the Giants, they're a pretty good team, a really good defense. And I saw Geno Smith really poised in the pocket. He's taking what the defense gives him. And to be honest, the Seahawks should have won that game by a lot more than they did because Tyler Lockett kind of sold on a couple of times. You know what I mean? He kind of just – he literally dropped it an easy touchdown pass. He was able to make up for it and catch pretty much, I think, the one that put them over the top to get the win. But we are just seeing Geno Smith – not turn the ball over, like I said. It, it, that's the most important thing as for a quarterback. And ultimately, that defense is doing its thing. And it, it, it's crazy to say, but they're a contender in the NFC. I wouldn't say that. They're a contender. I wouldn't say that. It's, it is crazy to say, but since there's been a lot of no. shitty football right now, they 
they are a contender. I, th- I think when they, they, when they, they, they might win their division. Yeah, that, they could, but like further, uh, other than that, I don't think they. I don't think there. they're making the Super Bowl or anything like that. But they're a contender. They're going to be. Can a, they w- can they win a playoff game? I think they can win a playoff. I think game. they can win a playoff game. Are, are they going to make a, a deep? Are they going to make the NFC Championship Hell, game? Uh, probably not. Maybe. Hell no. They not could. A they, they could go on a, a slip run because I, to me, the NFC more so than the AFC is it's kind of wide open. Facts. You know, although I do think there are some really solid teams. There's a lot of teams that kind of their record doesn't quite show how good they are. For example, the 49ers right now they're four and four. Do I think that the 49ers are a four and four football team? No, I think the 49ers no. might be the favorites to win the NFC at this very Especially moment. Especially with the trade they just picked up. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So ultimately, it kind of remains to be seen. But I would say the Seahawks are, are one of them teams that is oh, really overachieving, and then a team obviously underachieving. You know, we, we y'all kind of touched on every uh, yeah, y'all yeah. touched on everyone else that I had a matter of, but but the Los Angeles Rams. You know, we yeah. kind of touched on them. For oh a little yeah, bit. of course. Obviously, they're severely underachieving, they, and it's getting so bad that Sean McVay is going to retire. <laughs> Call it quits. I but I didn't put that down because this is kind of what I expected. You lose Von Miller, you, you basically lose Odell. That because when you lose two players that are that like mo- monumental in your in your scheme how you play, just because Von Miller took a lot of pressure off Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. that made their you know getting to the quarterback literally so much easier. Just it's it's Rex. like they they always got to your quarterback because the, the, those guys are two monsters, and then you had Odell and Cooper, uh, Cooper Cup, so you could not. And Odell started to you know flourish more, and, and defense was we like we can't we cannot we cannot let you know Odell do this to us. So now we had to spread it over, and now Cooper Cooper Cup is getting a little bit more open, but now we're not seeing that. Yeah, would you guys say Matt Stafford brought out the best in Odell Beckham Jr. I think he's a, he's the best uh, quarterback Odell's been with. I could agree with that. So I I, I would I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that probably Odell will be at, go end up going to a team this season that has a better quarterback than Matt Ooh, Stafford. Yeah, most likely. He's probably gonna go to the Chiefs or the Bills. I think. I mean that that, that would be the smartest move. I mean we saw him with Matt Stafford. God knows. Dude, I I think Patrick Mahomes and Odell Beckham too. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that, but, yeah. I do think it's probably looking a, a little bit less likely at the very because they just signed uh, they traded yeah. for Kadarius Tony. Yeah. You know, obviously that was a, a really good move, but you know, obviously. Last season's Matt Stafford is a lot different than this season's Matt Stafford. I think we've we've seen a Matt Stafford regression. To be honest, he hasn't been the same quarterback that we saw last season. Yeah, sure. they're, they're they're struggling to protect him. And yeah, I it, mean, a lot of it comes down to that. They're they're struggling to protect him. You know, he's not the most mobile guy in the yeah. world. But it also does come down to basically the offense is literally just Cooper Cupper bust. Yeah. It's Cooper. Uh, you they know, have no bust. running game either. Yeah, and, and you're just not going to go very far. A lot of people. Picked them to go back to back, and that's just—that's crazy. If, it really Looking back on it, you know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, <was wrong. laughs> I can confidently I, say that. Yeah, yeah like uh, we we just see how hard it is. It is to go back to back in the NFL, and I mean, I thought that I thought the Bucks could do. It. After I saw the Bucks couldn't do it, I was like, okay, this is this is gonna be a long, hey, long time. To, to be fair to the Bucks, they 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 were they pretty were close. pretty they were close. close. They were close. Like, like if, they, if they were able to win that game against the Rams, they would they would they would have made the Super Bowl. Would they have won? I, I think know. they would have. But like that's neither here nor there because I don't yeah, know, they I might mean, not even make the playoffs. And now, now they can't make it. But like it's just so hard in the NFL because it just everything just changes because there's so many more. Unlike the NBA, the NBA is you know there's only five people on court at once. There's just so many people on a football team, and yeah. it, it is the most like team sport there is. You need you need to have a great team. It's and what it, yeah. Any any one thing changes, you know, like Von Miller, Odell, yeah. they leave. Uh, you're you're kind of like. 
up shit creek, bro. It's like damn. Because you're only relying on one option. Yeah, yeah and it's, and it makes their now their their defense is now goes from you know being super dynamic to like one dimensional, and now their offense as well. It's one dimensional. It's just like oh, we just got a double Cooper Cup, and you know that's it. They can't score. Yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, and I think everyone kind of anticipate, you know, that they weren't going to be quite the same team, but I, I didn't think it were going to be this it's bad. It's going to be this much better. And their offensive line is just one of the main reasons you hinted at. They can't protect Matt Stafford, and they can't run the ball. It's similar to the Bucks. Their best running back was begging to get traded, and, uh, and he didn't get traded, but Sean McVay still isn't going to use him for some reason. Cam Akers. <laughs> doesn't want you don't trade him, but you're not going to use him. He's, just he's, a, he's a good running back. Cam so Akers is pretty damn put good. Him in you got to use him. He's just sitting there rotting on the bench. I, I don't know exactly what their plan is. It's not looking good. I, I, to be honest, I, uh, I think Sean McVay is looking at the retirement you know, and chilling the rest of his uh, life with his hot wife. You know, I think yeah. that, that's what his plan is. Facts. So y'all got any more mid-season review points? I think I think, I, I think, I think we're I think we're ready to go on to the, the NBA. Yeah. Bet yeah. Let's get on to the NBA. We got the Nets firing Steve Nash. Oh, Brooklyn. Oof. What Initial thoughts. Yeah. What do you What do you think? You agree with there? To me, it's the right move. I I don't think it should have been done at this particular moment. I think it should have been done before the season. You know, to me. Giving a tell, I, I don't know exactly what those preseason meetings were like, but but they came to a consensus that he was the guy going into this season. And then after seven games, although they did start two and five and it's not looking good at all, to say after seven games, okay, now we got to fire you. I think he should have been fired in the off season, but better late than never. You know, they finally did it, and realistically, it was just not the right guy from the very beginning. No. You know, for, especially for a team with characters as I'm, Kevin Durant and and Kyrie, you need the most veteran, veteran, that's veteran what I'm coach saying. 100%. there ever there's ever been. But you need like you know, like like a pop or some shit. So, literally, so, so, yeah, exactly. someone who's been there and done the dance, and that they, these guys can respect. These yeah. guys never respected Steve. Yeah, so no, what? He had no experience. Do you yeah. guys do you guys think that he would have had a better job or a better time at like the Jazz or something? Yeah. I, well, obviously Steve, the Jazz are doing great right Steve now, but Nash, he, he hadn't even really been an assistant coach. Yeah. You know, like you, that's you, how you you have to you work gotta your do way something. Up. Like, yeah, of course. If I'm Steve, and I don't know exactly what Steve Nash wants to do. Maybe he is done coaching after this. I don't know. But if I'm Steve Nash. I'm not going to go to a high-profile team like this. I wouldn't have done it in the beginning. Like, I guess if the Nets call you and they say they want you to be your coach, you're not going to say no yeah, necessarily. I mean. But realistically, at the at that particular moment when they hired Steve Nash, it was not the right move. They, they needed to get a more veteran guy. And I, it's better late than never that they did pull the trigger and, and get rid of him. And now, you know, it's looking like they, they might be getting Ime Udoka. Which I think is the perfect move because I, I mean, I, he wasn't even in my like idea of like because i was already thinking who could, they, who could the nets get who are they gonna get but the fact that the whole situation with Ime Udoka and the celtics is just the capital like you got to do that because the if Ime Udoka can't get this nets team to work then you just gotta, you just gotta blow, blow it, it up, up. it's just be done with yeah it. because Kate, kevin durant and Kyrie have to respect the fact that this guy went on went they played against them, and he whooped their fucking ass. He, 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 he sent beat them the shit out of them, swept them. Facts. It wasn't even close. It literally wasn't. And he can go that. And Ime Doka has championship experience. He's been on. He's been an assistant coach to, to Greg Popovich. He's seen it. He's been to the dance, and he went to the finals last year. This is someone they have to respect, and he's going to demand it. Yeah. Because as much as it's, it's, it's difficult, this team doesn't have a leader. 
it's going to be a lot down to Ime Udoka to try and lead this team because you have, you know, people like Kyrie who's, you know, going off his rocker. You know, right, yeah, right. We don't even know. We don't know what's if, going on if with Kyrie. He's coming back. He is fresh as a head as a head coach, though, correct? Yeah, he, he's, he's still fresh. new, but he's been around exactly. the Exactly. Because yeah. even and this first how, time. How, that's how it should be. Yeah. I mean, Very you, much so. You're, you're assistant for years, and then you, you're you given the opportunity then to when be you, a head coach. When you then, get the opportunity, you seize it like he did. And that's exactly what he did. He seized that opportunity better than almost any other coach you can think of in recent Facts. memory. He got his chance. First season with the Celtics takes him to the NBA Finals. And the Celtics... And we had seen how they failed over and over. We saw how the Celtics were... At the start of, at the, start of the season, they went to the final. They looked so Ooh. bad. And people were talking about blowing up Tatum and Brown, that these two cannot yeah. play together. And how they were just... They're, they're not the great de- uh, uh, great defensive team. And then Ime Udoka transforms them to yeah. Jason Tatum looks great on defense. I, as much as I don't like the Celtics or Jason Tatum, I can't deny the fact that he looks great defensively now. He's, he's starting to evolve, and that, and that's one thing he was lacking. Jalen Brown's always been a pretty good defender. You know, a couple, I think, overrated a couple or, defensive team, uh, you know. Overrated Still, or underrated? Last, last year they were overrated. But, I mean, now they're starting to, you know, uh, garnish, you know, a little bit of, you know. Yeah. They should get a couple flowers. But now, Ime Yudonga going to the Nets. I don't think Ime is going to transform them at, defensively to match the Celtics. Because, like, you're not going to turn Kevin Durant into, you know, this 100%. defensive guy. You're not going to. And you don't want him to do that. Yeah, either. and you don't want Kyrie's not going to turn into, you know, uh, Gary Payton or Is something. he going to turn your guy Ben Simmons into a <laughs> damn defensive guy? Well, he's already been ben, that. Ben Simmons is, is always been a defensive guy. Dude, but, like, uh, you know what but, I mean. But, yeah, like, they're gonna, they're, he's going to help make a better. They're going to they're gonna play a system. Ime Yundug is going to implement a system. That's what the Nets have needed. You know, they're going to help out, you know, uh, he's going to help Ben out a little bit. You know, maybe Ben's not going to be thrown out there. He's like, oh, Ben, there, here's here's Zion Williamson. Go get him. Go, yeah. just, you know, just go try and defend him. No one's going to be able to guard <laughs> Zion, bro. I don't know what to tell uh, um, you. Um, LeBron Damn. couldn't do it either. I mean, we, yeah. I just saw and, that. He, and like, he can't. Nobody even, can. Even if LeBron was like freaking, you know, Miami prime. LeBron, you can't. You Nobody's can't. guarding Zion? No. In the NBA right now. No. We, we have seen Zion continuously dominate teams so far. Dude, this think like, about the best defenders in the league, though. Well, okay, so who, who like. Doing what, like Rudy who, Gobert? Who? Like Rudy Gobert, like no chance. Like, yeah, like, it's like Giannis? it'd be murder. Giannis. No, even when he's played Giannis, bro. I'm telling you, when it comes down to these transcendent top level players, there's no defense you can do. You just gotta hope they have a bad night of the just missing. And especially where Zion, his shots is right there at the rim. He's always gonna, you know, he's per prince. He's gonna get these these high these close shots and you just get layups and you because you can't stop them. Let's Draymond Green fouls him. Zion is reminiscent of that earlier LeBron where it's like you just gotta foul him to stop him. Yeah. Like the only way it's like it's, he's literally a Miami LeBron. They they had the nickname of the Fright Train. Jeez, Z- bro. Zion, Zion is the closest thing we've kind of seen Dude, to that. And, hey man, and, we don't need Draymond injure, injuring damn Zion oh, though, bro. God, we don't sure. need that. Well, no. Zion gets injured enough on his own. Yeah, exactly, bro. We don't need Draymond's interference. But I mean, even back to like, I mean, if you just look at who's Ben Simmons had has had had to guard, it's not fair, bro. No. Like he had to guard Giannis, man, and Giannis, <laughs> o- Giannis already doesn't like this damn guy, bro. Yeah, so he's, he's looking gonna at go him. out of his way Dude, and drop forty three on his ass, and it's just like, damn, it's like Ben Simmons. But you know that doesn't uh, change the fact that he can't shoot. He's he, you know his offense not looking very great, but I think Ime is going to help him out a little 100%. bit, or if not. 
they're going to trade him. Because he has an offensive game in him, don't you think? Yeah. He, I mean, ben Simmons, th- bro. This is a guy that uh, if if you if he can get somewhere, he can get to that one place. He takes. Sh- he was he an take, all star. He, he takes shit personally. He, he dropped forty. Need, he yeah. dropped forty points on Rudy Gobert just because people were already writing him off that. Rudy's a way better defender, and he took that personally with no Joel Embiid. I remember it was 2019. Damn, yeah. Drop 40, and like, bro, where is that Ben Simmons? Yeah. What happened to that guy? See, and the thing is, we like, or for the Nets, realistically, they don't even need Ben Simmons to be doing all no. that. No, they just need Ben Simmons to be more efficient than what he is now. Me, that's what I'm saying. Like, can we get the defense? Out, can like, we get the defense out of him? Literally. If he gets ten points a game, that's doubling what he averages now. <laughs> that's right. If, if you can, if you can, gar- good. if you can guarantee Ben Simmons doubles his points, and that means obviously he's gonna have the ball more, be able to assist the ball, which we already know he can do. We already know he can be a good defender. We know he can rebound. If he can get ten points a game, that takes the Nets significantly better than where they are at now. You know, I mean, realistically, yeah. let's just be honest. We just saw the highlight, bro. We know what KD can do. I mean, we just saw that ankle uh, breaker. Dude, bro. We know uh, what he can do. This guy is unbelievable. <laughs> Kevin Durant and uh, and Kyrie are. Offensively, they look they, they look the best we've ever seen. The best we've ever seen them. And the fact that that's not enough is just because they're not playing defense. And that's it. And now, even if uh, Ben Simmons does start to elevate his game, because well, the thing is, Udoka is not 100% confirmed yet, although it is expected it's, to yeah, be it's confirmed. Expected to Facts. Be. And right now, Kyrie suspended kind of like at least minimum for five, five games, games. But it Oof. could it could go longer. You know, we, we don't really know exactly how that situation is going to end because that whole situation is just so weird. So with all of with taking all of that into account, let's just assume Udoka just does get the job relatively soon. Do we think he can save the Nets and make them the championship contender that people expect them to be? I think he he has the best chance to do it. I I'm definitely not, think he can I'm, do it. I'm not gonna say you know 100%. Ime Udoka has saved the Nets. The, they're gonna win the championship, but. If there's anybody in the league that can do it, it's him. Yeah, facts. It's him. There's Without nobody a doubt. else that, that has a better shot than him. On my point on this, I was just going to agree with y'all, man. Like, definitely, he's just overall made his made, going to make the Nets a greater team if yeah. he does end up going, which is most expected. likely it's expected. expected. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, my shit. Do you think he'll <laughs> be able to re- revive Ben Simmons' career, though, and make him an all-star? Uh, I don't know about an all-star. Because you were saying you know, that earlier. I, th- I, I didn't say I thought you'd make an all-star team. Not looking not looking so good right now. He's He's been injured, but I think uh, it's definitely going to help. It's going to help. It's definitely going to help. Yeah, we've seen Ime Udoka with the, with the Celtics be able to elevate players. You know, like, let's just be honest. I, I, like, I'm not going to compare Marcus Smart and Ben Simmons shooting because Marcus would, Smart is, you, a, is a better the, the shooter. Du- the dumbest shit, I was literally just thinking that. Like, <laughs> you know, just make him Marcus Smart, but he just can't shoot. He can't quite shoot like Marcus Smart. Not that Marcus Smart is a good shooter, but he's, oh, a, no. he's, he's a, a decent, decent shooter. He's a decent shooter. shooter. But he makes mistakes. Yeah, but sometimes he takes bad shots. If, if, if he could, but Marcus Smart wasn't the same player that we think about him now, now before yeah. Ime Udoka. So realistically, if we, we've seen that, implement the same kind of thing with Ben Simmons, who has that raw natural ability. There's a reason he went number one overall at that time. We knew he couldn't shoot coming out of college, but we saw just the raw potential. Mm -hmm. And someone needs to unlock that to a certain extent. If anyone's going to do it, I 100% agree. I agree with Ime Udoka. And and I agree. I saw Skip Bayless tweet saying specifically on the basketball court, this was the best move for the Nets. And I got 100% agree. Although... Yudoka has his own off-the-court issue. Yeah. Like, every, I mean, at the, uh, let's just be honest. Everyone on the Nets has an off-the-court issue. <laughs> Oof. The whole Nets franchise is, is literally the it's definition the of an off-the-court. It's the most Nets move I've ever seen. It's the I mean? definition of, a, of an off-the-court issue. Like, like you look up off-the-court issues, you, you see the Brooklyn see the Nets, Nets logo. Well, I don't, think, I don't think KD's really ever had an issue, has he? 
other other than like like what? even like, like before the Nets, other, other than asking for a trade with four years left in your contract. I mean, other and than then, that, and if you look at all the way back in KD's career, you know, he all did, the way back. He, he, he did join a seventy-three win. Yeah, Warriors he's he's team. always he's been, been like he's been in the controversy and, a lot, and and you know, being having like fake accounts, arguing with literally burner anybody, accounts, you know, burner stuff. accounts, you know. It's this but nothing, team, nothing obviously serious. Yeah, nothing, not, not nothing quite like serious, yeah, like, not like Kyrie, not like Kyrie, you know. Like, Kyrie did some crazy stuff. Because Katie's just, you know, what I'm saying he just goes with the flow. You would say, right? Like, For the most part, but then like he's he'll get of, a little mad about gets, some things. Yeah. He needs to get some thicker skin, you know. Yeah, like, uh, he he be responding but, too much to fans yeah. and stuff on Twitter. Like, but like, bro, him. I just think like Kyrie Irving is the most frustrating superstar in the history of sports. Hundred percent agree like, with that. I just don't understand. What what goes through? I wish I would pay so much money just to see the inside of his brain. What 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 are the things that he thinks? <laughs> that he posts something anti-Semitic, and then when he goes into interviews, the obviously reporters are going to ask him, Kyrie, why were you tweeting out anti-Semitic shit? And he's just like, I can't be anti-Semitic. I, I can't be. You're just not who I am. And what if, what does that mean? What does that even mean? And then, but the thing that was so weird, bro, like. He's doing everything except for apologizing. Apolo- just and, and apologize, he, man. He, he even said, oh, bro, I didn't make the movie, bro. Why are you talking to me? I didn't make the movie. Like, bro, that's not the point, bro. Like, Ky- Kyrie, Kyrie's so frustrated. He just doesn't make... Like, Kyrie, just stop. Because just be normal, the, man. The thing just be, just and, and play the, basketball. And the reason why it's so frustrating is because we know how, how good great. You, he is, There's bro. people that would murder to, be at, to have the gifts that Kyrie Irving does and just... This weird mentality that he just thinks he's this martyr and this speaker of the people. Like, Kyrie, why? Why? Do you, like, because he thinks he's just intellectual. Like with COVID like, and everything, though. Yeah, like, like the, but that the, he's he, just smarter he's, than he, everybody. He said, that, he said the earth is flat. Like, Kyrie, stick to saying the earth is flat, man. Like, at least that's not anti-Semitic. It's not racist. It's yeah, not sexist, that's what I'm saying. Let Kyrie speak. Yeah, like Kyrie, you can you can say shit. But it's not that. Not anti, and then if you still do, be anti-Semitic. And then if, even if, like, I'm not definitely don't do that. But even if you do, at least take responsibility. And explain and, and your apo- reasonings. No, but, just apologize, bro. <laughs> but he has to explain his reasonings yes, as well. He, he can't just go up there and be like, nah, but, but, no, no, I ain't, ain't anti-Semitic. I can't be. I, I can't. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, he definitely can't do that. But, like, literally, he wouldn't be suspended right now if he just apologized. If he, did, if he said no, I think he would still. You would still have to. I would. You would still have to suspend. Him. Yeah, you can't bro. Say shit like that. But, well, no, but, but, but the Brooklyn Nets, the main reason why, they, like they, they, they weren't gonna do it. They at weren't first. gonna do anything. And yeah. then they got so much backlash, and then it was only getting worse because Kyrie wouldn't apologize. I, I maybe he would still have got suspended, but I don't think it would, this this issue would have blown up into what it is. It is if when Kyrie if first. If yeah. he, when he first got in front of those reporters, if he just said, "Look, I apologize for my actions," you know, that's all you had to say. Bro, like so, four, four some, words. Someone should be getting to Kyrie, being like, "Bro, just say this. Just say this bro, shit. Read off this script, bro." Like, where's your PR team, man? This is like, it's it's a, like imagine if this was like racist to like God forbid, like like black people. Like, what if it's a white dude talking about black people? And he just went up there saying, I can't be racist because that's just not who I am. That's not a fucking excuse. That's not, that's literally yeah. the worst type of defense I've ever seen, man. Like, that's I not defending what you Kyrie, say. Bro. Yeah. It, and it's like, Kyrie, you're so good. You are must-see. I don't miss a Kyrie Irving game. But this, just what he does, it's it's un, it's un, not It's not helping his career. But it's like, it's it's I unexplainable I, I i don't know why he thinks like this I why why he has this facade that he's this you know like smart dude that he's smarter than everybody is like you know he's looking at these reporters like 
that basically he's all the way up here and they're down here and he's just like y'all just don't y'all just don't get it. That, that wasn't anti-Semitic. Y'all, your brains just can't understand what I'm saying. Like, he just ha- he what does that even mean? He has to understand the position that he's in, bro. Because in all reality, in, bro, yeah, there's many people posting anti-Semitic stuff all the time, bro. And, and this like, is just justifying. It's just like, look, Kyrie Irving agrees with me. I hate, you know, I hate Jewish people. You know me what I'm Kyrie saying? People insane. are posting that all the time, bro. But like, Kyrie has to understand the position that he's in, bro. And like, sure, he can speak on some issues, bro, and stuff like that. But he can't just be blatantly anti-Semitic or racist or anything like. That. Yeah, yeah, he's calling for Kanye. The Kanye's defense here is like, bro, when when you start like you, I'm not saying you can't ever agree with anything Kanye's ever done, but that's definitely one you can't agree. And with. you got to do it, it like too. in private, bro, in the private place with your friends and family. But to go on the internet and try to make a whole issue even about you can't do it when you're private. It's wrong. You just can't. Be, no, but I'm saying that. like he has the right. Yeah, like, bro, he has the I right. Guess, I guess you can. I mean. No one's like, stopping them. Like, no one's stopping them from being anti-Semitic with, between them. No, th- does that make it right? No. No. But, like, but that does, that doesn't mean like. But but I get what the point you're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Just don't, yeah. At least, like at the bare minimum, don't post it all over social media. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're gonna say something stupid, dude. But he has the say, yeah. But he has the freedom to speak whatever he wants in his private home, bro. Yeah, like it doesn't make it right. Yeah. No, but that doesn't make it. That doesn't necessarily make it right. Just keep it. Uh, just keep it out of media, then, dude. Like, if you're gonna be like this type of this type of guy, I mean, don't. But that's just not who Kyrie is, dude. He's and, just, and at this point, we just gotta accept that. Uh, like, I, uh, I, I, I'm just curious. What is he gonna say next? What is because this is not gonna end. He's gonna say something take, else. Take away his phone, bro. Take, <laughs> take away his phone, bro. bro. You know, Elon Musk ban him off Twitter, dude. I, I don't. We know. need Zuckerberg to ban him off Instagram, <laughs> bro. Like, like enough is enough, bro. Just, the, Go to the gym, go home. That's it. That's dude. Like, I just don't get it, man. Yeah. Uh, you ready to get into the next one? What's yeah. Next? Milwaukee Bucks. We talked about last episode uh, our thoughts on some underperforming teams. We're gonna get into them. You know, we we got obviously arguably the biggest underperforming team in the whole NBA coming up. But let's touch on some teams that are you know maybe not necessarily exceeding expectations, but teams that are performing very well so far. First things first, in the Eastern Conference, the only undefeated team left in the entire NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks. What are y'all's thoughts on the Bucks so far? You want to go first? You want? Let me take. Sure, you. I'll go first. So I just want to say, of course, we're not going to be, we're not going to sleep on the Bucks. Like we, we, we all yeah, do. Of course, like it's hard to expect a team to go undefeated. However, though, it's seven and zero. Like then, I don't say they're I'm not going to say that they're, they're going to go. Yeah, no. I'm not. They're not going to go like thirty five and zero or like oh, break no. break any records or anything like that. But. I can't say that we expected this. It's Giannis, Chris Middle. They yeah, got they I, got they got good players on the team. Yeah. Like, Drew the, Holiday. The, they the, got good players. The, the fact that they they haven't had Chris Middleton. Chris oh Middleton yeah, injured. Yeah, and they're, that, they're still doing this. That's true. Pretty good. And like you know, I've always been of the belief that even if if the Bucks were fully healthy last season, they would have won it last year. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because they they have the best player in basketball, and Giannis is is on one of he's the on uh, the craziest tears he's been on. Right now he's averaging 33 12 and 5. Mm-hmm. And that those that's MVP numbers and he's eyeing up another MVP. And I, you know, I picked him. Yeah, yeah, I, I picked Jaw. But uh <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that the Bucks they've always been a great defensive team. They're, you know, passable three-point shooting team and now that Drew Hall, Drew Holiday is looking like 
you know, he's he's taking that. You know, Chris Middleton's out here. I'm the second best player. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And and I'm, we all knew Drew Holiday had it in him, oh, man. Dude. He's he's always been a talented player. Dude. Especially on defense. But uh, now on we're both sides offense. of the yeah. he's one of, I think he's like, no, no one really talks about it. He's one of the best two-way players in Facts. the league. Uh-huh. But I can't really think. Uh, right, right here sitting right now, I can't think of a better two-way player other than, like, maybe his teammate Giannis. And, like, the, they're able to, you know, have, have great coaching. Yeah. If they if they get Chris Middleton back and like he Chris Middleton might not be you know right right back he jumps back in he's not gonna be the Chris Middleton that we saw you know dueling with Devin Booker in the finals like sixty points while he can max sixty yeah. as well Oof. like Chris Middleton is really really good and the fact that he, Chris Middleton is also good at defending too this team is it's so, so well rounded that when it's fully healthy no one's gonna beat them there's, there's no chance. But uh, the only thing that could stop them, obviously, injury. But I mean, they're they're looking really good even without. Control. And I'm I'm sure you expected you guys expected this. You and you can go with your take on the Bucks. I'm sure you expected this as well. Oh, hundred percent. I, I like we all expected the Bucks to be this good. Um, like like I can agree with you. Are they going to keep on this undefeated streak? No, but no. but this them being seven and zero and them proving that they are arguably the best team in the NBA does not surprise me at all. You alluded to Giannis's stats. You know, thirty three, twelve and five. I got Drew Holiday. He's at right now without Chris Middleton. He's averaging twenty five and, and seven seven assists. And we already know. Obviously, there are defensive stats, but there's a lot of defensive stats there that, are, that aren't quite in the box score. Yeah. We know how good of a defensive player he is, and you alluded to just how good, how well rounded they are as a team. And we're just so starting to see that. I mean, there's just not enough good things to say about the Bucks. I mean, right now, to me, you know, it's early, but they're looking like early title favorites Ooh, for yeah. me. Like, I, I just can't see anybody stopping. It's hard. Like, it's it's hard. injuries could change. And, yeah. You know, tomorrow Giannis could get hurt. The NBA season is like, poof, it's long. But in terms of what I'm seeing right now, if this team, as currently constructed, is going to be the same team that's come playoff time, it's the same way, I find it hard to believe someone is going to beat them in a seven-game series. I just find yeah. that very hard I wanted to, to mention, are we sleeping on the Jazz? They have one of the best win-losses percentage for, I, for their team since continue. 19— to sleep on the Jazz. I don't know. They, <laughs> like, again, the they have one of the best win-losses percentages for their team since the ni- 1999, bro. They're getting spanked by the Pelicans. They're getting spanked by a bunch of teams. And <laughs> nobody expected them to be, like, winning these the games that they have won so far. But, like you have said, you know, just about the Bucks, the NBA season about is about consistency and it's about longevity. The Bucks might or uh, the Jazz might be starting off real good, but, like, Come game eighty two, bro. They're not gonna. Quite, they're not gonna be. They, they're not gonna be in the Wembenyama sweepstakes potentially because I don't think they're gonna be there. They should, uh, they got, be. They're, they should be, but they're not gonna. Know be, what they've done. They're not gonna lose enough games to be yeah. in those sweepstakes. But they're probably gonna be like you know 25, 30, 35 Going to the playoffs. They they might sneak, they might sneak but in. They're not gonna they're, do nothing. They might sneak yeah. into the playing games. You know. Yeah. So you don't think they'll be able to keep up this performance? I, I highly doubt Ooh. it. They just don't. They don't have they any. Don't, they don't have any star. They, they don't, don't have a star. A, they, don't, they just don't have. The I don't know. I've just, talent. I've just been watching the game. I mean, yeah, I, they, they playing good ball. They're playing good they're ball. Playing good ball but like when it comes down, versus to like, some good teams. Ver, ver, they run up against a superstar come playoff time. They're getting. You're know, getting folded, dude. They? I mean, they're getting Oof. folded up like you know, like playoff a, like time a piece is of different. Bread, right? Realistically, brother, I just don't see them sustaining what they're doing now in terms of the whole 82 game season and. It's gonna kind of average out to what we expected. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's the Jazz at the end of the day. No superstar, and although they are, uh, they have, they're one of those teams. They have a lot of good players, but no number, true number one oh. superstar. Anything. They're just a good constructed team of role players almost. 
that is playing good basketball right now. And that it's and rare, but that's made it places in the NBA. It has. It's made it places in history when you look back. But I don't. <laughs> I can't name one off the top of my head, obviously, because it's happened so rarely. Well, but it I, has happened. And I don't well, see it happening I, with the I Jazz. Can, I, I can say, say there, there's only well, there's only one team in NBA history that's won an NBA championship without a Hall of Famer, and that's the 2004 Detroit Pistons. Detroit, yeah. And that's only one team in the history. Yeah, yeah. So I not not to like be a complete asshole to you, but no, I'm I'm, I'm gonna sleep on the jazz like you know, all cozy. I'm gonna get all, all nice and warm. You know, I'm gonna continue sleeping a nice on them. A cup of hot chocolate. <laughs> I'm gonna keep sleeping on them because they one they the next the next team we're talking is in their same conference, the Suns. I think even the Suns would stomp them. Oh yeah, especially and in a seven game e- series. Even if, if even they made even the, the Suns, I don't, I don't think the Suns are even that good. I don't think we're they, gonna get into that. Yeah, we're gonna get into that. But like, there's just so many teams that I I think that would probably sweep the Jazz when it came when it, when rubber meets the road. When it came down to it, there's a lot of teams I think that would beat them. Yeah, we'll see if the Jazz makes some surprises you're, for you for y'all. J- you're a Jazz fan, but I just I just respect good ball, bro. <laughs> that's what I've been seeing, bro. Oh, that's fair. That's uh, fair. Moving on from the Jazz to a team that is currently number one in the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns. Maybe a lot of people expected it. Right now they're 6-1, first in the Western Conference. We saw just how badly the season ended last season for the, for the Suns being you know the number, number one team in the mm-hmm. whole NBA. Are we taking the Suns serious this year based on what we've seen so far and what we think about them? I'm still not taking them very seriously. <laughs> no. Nah. Like... When it comes down, it because uh, like I said, always injuries. But like, there's still a lot of teams that I mean, if they rematch the Pelicans, I don't. They're not beating the Pelicans again. They're, that 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 was their. They barely squeaked out. And I think last year they're they're better than they are this year. They're better like as a team wise. I still think there's question marks with DeAndre Ayton if like, if he's really in it. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's in it for the long run, like mentally, yeah. and they're playing well. But like. Chris Paul is isn't getting any younger, and Devin Booker's been playing well. I like I like D Book, but like when it ca- when it comes down to just running into that many elite teams in the West, I just don't think the Suns are going to be good enough. Uh, that is true. There are a lot of good competition in uh-huh. the West. However, it's hard to just completely just. Ditch the ditch the Suns, yeah, bro. Like, like you it. said, they have D Book, they have Chris Paul, and they have DeAndre Aiden. Who could you know what I'm saying? And Be, and, and, he is and, great, but and he's not. Players, you know, yeah. They got good, yeah, they, you know, they, they have a great role. role That's players, what I'm but. saying. So, like, I, I believe, bro, you can't completely sleep on the Suns, man. You got to, you got to, I wouldn't say, like, hold them to, like, an accountability, like, that's so high that, oh, they're going to make the finals or anything like that or even go far in the playoffs. What? Like, they might, bro. They, it's hard to say that they're not going to completely. It's hard. You gotta. It's it's hard. They'll win a playoff series. I'll give them that. But as far as that, they're out. They win one series. That's it. I completely out. can't take them out of contention. I just I can't. can't. For for me personally, I I think the the Suns' ceiling, and this is absolute ceiling, is the Western Conference Finals. I don't think they would go any further than think, that. I don't even, I don't even think th- that. realistically, if I'm making a prediction, say gun to my head. I don't think they're making it to the Western Conference Finals, but at the be- the the most, that's what that's their ceiling for me. And I will say, we have seen you know an elite D book, you know, like always, what we kind of expected. And you know, there was a lot of question marks coming into the season about DeAndre Ayton, and although he hasn't quite lived up to what we kind of wanted, ultimately when he first you know got drafted by the Suns, 
I don't think necessarily he, his heart isn't in it for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. You know, he's averaging decent averages. You know, I would like personally for him to get some more rebounds than what he's getting. He's only averaging yeah, eight, seven one. He's only know, getting eight that. rebounds a game. I mean, give can, me double can, digits. Can line. you bump that up to a double double? Give but, me a double double. But but realistically, fifteen points and eight rebounds, it ain't bad at all. I would like to see a couple more rebounds. Mikael Bridges is, is is really showing off this season. He, oh, he's playing well. He's playing well. He's averaging sixteen points a game. Cam Johnson averaging you know, fifteen defensive points a game. Well. He's a great two-way player. We just alluded yeah. to the Bucks. How many great two-way players they have? That's a great two-way player I, for the Suns. After watching what Luca, you know, did to baptize them, I, yeah. I, I don't know about that no more, man. He's, MVP he's pretty pick. good. MVP not, pick. Not an MVP pick. <laughs> and MVP then, pick. You know, CP3, nah, although he's not getting any younger, obviously, you know, he, he definitely isn't. His stats have regressed still, this season, but yeah. still, still ten, point guy. Ten points a game, eleven assists a game. I mean. You got to hold your hands up and say he's That's still fa- he's still he's still facilitating that. that off. Hey, yeah, we want he could lead the league in assists. Again. We, we, we want a double double out of eight, and right now we're getting it <laughs> Get out of three. Like this six and one start, being first in the in the Western Conference. You know, I don't think just because they're first in the Western Conference right now, it's time to say that they're going to the finals. We Facts. saw it last year. If they couldn't do it last year, with ha- they were they're not doing it this year. So for me personally, Western Conference Finals—that's the max they can go for me. And, and realistically, I agree with you. And it's hard. They're a second round team. And it's hard because yeah. they're known for choking. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And it's—I ain't gonna lie. It's one of those things. It is hard to lose that. You know, I mean, once you've choked and you've kind of shown it multiple times, it's hard to lose that. Because within the everyone previ- expects it. Within the previous years, they've always been a cop- top contender, but yeah. they've never been able to just get over that hump and grab the championship. I mean, let's not forget when they were in the NBA Finals against Ooh. the Bucks. They had, a, they had a 2-0 lead, and they were choked. So close. And then last year, we thought, okay, bro, they are literally, they have the best record they, in the they, NBA. They finished with, like, what? Like, a, 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 a historic. A historic record. A historic record. It was, it was like, a top, I forget the exact, but it was, like, you know, one of the best, best we've seen in a long time. And they weren't able to get it done then. They choked, you know. They had no excuse. No ha- one was injured. A like, historically bad choke. Like it's historically bad. So now, you know, six and one, I can't take this team serious and say that they're gonna be a, a, even a finals candidate. Yeah, those games were bad. Nah, it was not good. With That's the bad. with the Phoenix Suns la, la, last the playoffs, they were they bad. Were really bad. No, that, that game seven, dude. Luca like, killed them. They, they they should still be paying their fans for that despicable performance. The Ooh. poor, the poor uh, uh, Phoenix fans that had to go, that, that went that to game. go watch that game. Luca had as much points as their whole man. team in the half, I that, believe. That was, yeah, dude, they had incredible so stat. Just that, yeah, that he he outscored their entire team. <laughs> incredible like, stat. What the hell? That's some shit. Two K, <laughs> man. Yeah. Like, and the fact that they, they had a a guy who finished second in defense. Given Luca his year. credit, he is a great player, but just it, the scoring t- like, versus the entire NBA team, like, like more points, it's just crazy. I just don't get it, man. It, like the the fact that D, D Book was talking talking a lot of shit during their younger, he he, he flop is I'm doing a Luca and Luca ended up just uh. doing that to him like, and the, the Suns are like a good defense, bro. This is like more often to Luca, but Luca's done this to great defensive teams. Like dude, D Book can play defense. Facts. He's a pretty good defender. Chris Paul, he's not the worst. At this point in his career, at this point in career, but like you know, uh, Mikael Bridges, dude, like dude. Yeah, solid. Come you, you, you finished second in the defensive player. That should be your guy. You should be able to do something. Don't like, like your goal. They should write. You know how the the coaches have shit on their whiteboards. Like, dude, don't let Luca get thirty. 
Just please, man. Just don't let them get thirty. That's I mean, you, oh, and they fucked up. Oh, we, we let them get forty five. My bad. Oh, like, you just can't, you just do, can't that. do that. You can't do you that. Can't man. do that. Like especially with the triple double. I mean, like stop something. You can't let him get triple doubles, man. Like you know, either yeah. take away his team, but have have Lucas score sixty, but have him like have two assists. Exactly. But you, you can't have everything, man. Like damn. Yeah, he damn. can't be that bad. So all we've been talking about is winning teams. But let's get into the Warriors, bro. Let's get into the Warriors, bro. I, Historically speaking, that is a winning team. However, this season. I think this is a super overreaction. I think the fact that we even put I can, them down is a super overreaction. I can definitely agree but with that. They just came off a championship. Like, you know, that that high. It's it's already been, like, historically recorded that teams that come back from winning a championship always have a slow start. So, yeah. That's always going to be known. I think this team is perfectly fine. Many They're, Warriors and Stephen Curry fans are probably bamboozled, yeah, they, though, right now. I, I don't know. I, I I work with one, and he's not very worried. He's just like, you know, this is just what kind of we expected. I mean, we're, we're going to be a little sluggish, a little slow, and um, they, they're, they're going to be uh, still a top-four seed. They're going to be a seeding. I, I don't have them winning it all again. I don't have them get uh, getting to the finals. I have them getting to the, you know, the, the conference final. But mm. I'm they're, – they're, they're, from this start, it does not worry me that at all. That doesn't change my because, because you put the Warriors in the conference finals, bro, and it's just like it's the the math is there, bro. Like they're gonna make it to the finals. Nah. Like like history I, I, has shown gotta, us, bro. I, history there, has teams, hasn't I history shown us. Did you just say that the Warriors are going back to the finals? If they make it to the if they make it to the conference finals, yes. Well then I mean who I mean, so basically it depends on who they play. I think the the teams that that could beat the Warriors are the Clippers and the Pelicans. I think those those two teams could beat the Warriors. Well, Have like, a chance. Or maybe the or or maybe the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. Yeah, the, Grizz, the Grizzlies. Is not healthy. When, when Jaron Jackson comes back, they're low key. Jackson, low key slept on. Yeah, low key. In, the, yeah, I mean, Jared, in terms Jared of finals, Jackson, he was contenders. Jaron Jackson was like having twenty eight points it's a off, damn game. Crazy. It's off topic, but people might be sleeping on the Grizzlies just because right they now they don't have Jaron Jackson until probably after the All Star break. And right now, Desmond Bain, you know, he's injured. going, dude. Desmond Bain's insane. Dude. Yeah, he's going crazy, and like th- those are teams that I think could give up the Warriors a run from late. I think it's just so competitive. I I didn't have them going back back to back, but yeah, I I don't really get like what's the what's the real worry about it. I mean, like what? So if you're worried that that means like you either think they're not going to the finals, which only two teams can make the finals, so that's yeah. not like a crazy thing to say, like. I would only be worried that people think that are they gonna be like in the play-in? Is that no. is that like what people are worried about? No, that's but like not happening. I, I would say, look, with, with this Golden State Warriors team, we saw them last season. Like they have championship expectations. It's in know, their every single year, and the reason why I disagree with both of y'all and I'm concerned about the Warriors is because you have championship expectations with the Warriors. And I don't think they're coming anywhere close to that this season, realistically. I was going to say fans well, might so, say that, similar you, exactly you to his just, point. They're a second-round team? I think well? I, I was going to say exactly. I'm Right now, I'm putting them in the same boat that I'm putting the Phoenix Suns in. And I think they they have the potential ceiling if they can figure it all out. That's, be a Western Conference Finals team. But I don't. But they, that's their ceiling, but I don't think they're going to get that to that ceiling. I think that right now, there might be a second-round team. Uh, and okay. realistically... What concerns me about the Warriors is obviously not Stephen Curry's play because yeah, we, I think we, I we still know. I still comfortable say Stephen Curry's the second best player in basketball. Facts, he's slapping. I mean, look right now, 
He's averaging 31 points a game, seven rebounds a game, 6.8 assists per the game. Fact that, dude, wait, how much DeAndre Ian have? Eight, eight? eight rebounds. Bro, what the fuck? That's some bullshit. But the crazy thing is, right now, Curry leads the Warriors in all major statistical categories. Every single one. Points, rebounds, assists. That, that, and that's good. what I'm saying. I know how good Curry is, and I know that right now, pretty much, he's carry, trying to carry this team. And like I tried to predict to y'all, bro, that he was going to try to carry the team, bro. I mean, yeah, you and, would hope and, your best player would, yeah. And right now, and, and I don't necessarily, it might change, but the rest of the team around Curry is just not performing. Jordan Poole, we came on the pod and we both agreed that he was overpaid. And right now, I'm not gonna lie, that contract, that contract is looking absolutely terrible so far this season. He look, he Jordan Poole this season has a plus minus of negative 85. Should have got rid of Draymond, bro. Second worst in the whole NBA. Second worst in the whole league. Jordan Poole has been almost ineffective this season. And then James Wiseman, you know, we expected potentially. Second overall pick. pick. We thought eventually maybe he's going to take that step up into being the guy we all expected. And he's just played up straight up his ass. <laughs> James good. Wiseman sucks. And he just sucks. And but then, they do have like Kaminga and stuff. I mean, they, they got a good couple good seconds. And then another problem I have with the Warriors is Klay Thompson is not the same guy. Dude, that's, that's something I'm seeing a lot of. He's just I'm not. seeing a lot. Yeah. Klay Thompson is not. Like, that I, great I go anymore. on Instagram and it's and, and it's it, it's it's early to say it's, this. He's not great, bro. It's he's early, not good. It's early to say that because he could end up like, performing better in the season. But I, I, but I, I can agree. He's not. He hasn't been the original Clay Thompson that no. we that we've been grown to see. Even that we saw last season. No, Facts. he's not good last season. Uh, I'm not saying he was good last season, but he's gotten even worse. Yeah, I mean a little a little. 15, I think it's the same. It's the same. Fifteen, three and three. <laughs> bro. What are you doing, bro? You're just running around out and there. I, I, and I don't even know his percent. Because I watched him versus the Heat. When he played the Heat, bro, he played so <laughs> bad. I think he had like he was like 30% from, or like 30 or 25% from three. For yeah. Clay Thompson, that's not good. And, and this is taking nothing away from how great of a player he was in his prime and the career that he's had. But this guy is just not a good basketball and player anymore. I, I, I saw him, he, he was taking shots at the inside the NBA crew, like, like Charles Barkley, and say, saying that like, oh, people, you know, He's just like, give me some time, give me some time. Clay, you've had, you've like, had time. You've had a, you know, I get you've been off two years, you know, off a Achilles and ACL tear, but like, it, you don't really need your Achilles and your, you know, to shoot threes. That doesn't really affect your how you shoot. I mean, Clay is known for shooting. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna say, oh, Clay, you're shit on defense. You should get it back on defense because those those injuries are gonna sap what you know, being able to sit in the sit in that chair. And you know, guard up and be the best two-way player that we, you was. know when he was, but like to to be to have these like 20, 30 percent shooting nights when you're taking about eleven damn threes, that's not good. Not good that's at not all. Not good enough. And you gotta knock down your shots. You got you, you gotta you know take some pressure off Steph, and he's not doing that. No. Uh-huh. And you know. That's what you know. You'd hope you know if if okay if Clay Thompson playing bad, at, at least we have Jordan Poole. You don't have Jordan Poole because he's playing like anonymously, like he's negative eighty five. He's just a ghost on defense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, not not the fact that he doesn't play any defense at all. <laughs> at least Clay like tries, but like he does try. Yeah, but uh, it's it's not as far as that doesn't look good. But I think Steph is they're gonna they're gonna figure it out, and I think they're gonna they're gonna be able to you know get make it to the conference finals or maybe 
they could run into the Grizz in the second round, and then yeah, I could see them tough, going out in the second round. Or, 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 or if they get the Pelicans in the second round or something yeah. like, like that. Like I said, it's bro. It's going to be tough for them. If they're going to the conference finals, bro, I got them seeing them going to the finals, bro. That's that's just I, the math. Realistically, bro. Wait, what's the, what do you mean the math? That doesn't make sense. Bro, I'm just saying, like, like, like recently when they've been going to the Western Conference finals. They, they've never lost. Yeah, they go to the finals. That's just what it is. I mean. But they but, but I mean. Look, it's you, ever you, been, I don't think it's ever the West has been this competitive. You can look at you can that's look, true because the Pelicans. You can look at yeah. history and stuff like that, but right now I Pelicans, just I look Nuggets. at the matchups and if you look at even the Clippers, you look at the Grizzlies, you look at the Pelicans, you look at there the, a lot of even the Suns. They they're a lot better the, team than last season. They, there are teams that are gonna match up with them well, and let's just be honest. In my opinion. Right now, Andrew Wiggins is the second best player on this team. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. And he's pretty good. But you, can, you won't be making the finals or winning a championship with Andrew Wiggins as your second best player on a championship team. It's no, just not happening. Not. You're just, it's just not. He's a role player. He's a role I mean, that's player. That's what it is. I, I think he's one of the best role players in the, uh, probably the best role player in the league. 100% agree. But you can't be your second best player. 100%. It has, 100%. It has to be either Jordan Poole or Klay Thompson. And, and you're yeah. another player like your worst players. And, 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 out of those two, and even if Draymond Jordan Poole is more likely to step up, doesn't yeah. score Thompson. buckets, bro. He has to be like a defensive threat. He has yeah. to be able to stop more buckets than they've been giving. Yeah, I mean that that like also comes down to like you know Draymond. I don't know what you know he's not playing and, like and Draymond know, and exactly, Draymond's but he's known for being a defensive grunt. Yeah. So like for him to be allowing all of these buckets, bro, but it's just I, ridiculous. Then again, I'm not I'm not super super worried about it, but yeah, I'm, I'm worried, bro. I I'm think that worried. this four game losing streak is a telltale sign of things to come with the Warriors. To be honest. Facts. Like, My like, bad. Are, are they gonna are, are they gonna go on a seventy game losing streak? No, they're gonna find a way to win some games, but they're just this is this is the Warriors realistically like they're gonna have they're not gonna go on no crazy win streaks. They're not gonna be the same team from last season. They're just. I, so what? Uh, where do you think they finish uh, with, with seeding? Realistically, right now they they might they might be lucky to be a four four five seed, right? maybe a six seed, like around that range, the mid. Uh, yeah, I, mid. I, I got them either four or five. They're gonna be four five, maybe six if they, if they continue this type of. I don't bag. think six. No. I don't yeah, think they're no. gonna continue this type of play, and that's why I think they're gonna. I know they're gonna hit the playoffs, bro. I just don't know how far they're gonna go because of how they've been playing currently. So and obviously. Like like we alluded to earlier, so many things can change. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's Ka- Kawhi's got injured again. I it's mean, either shit, like, they're hitting the se- I I can't, I like y'all's points that y'all made earlier. It's either that they're going to the second round and they're just they're not they're not going to be nothing, or on the other hand, what y'all didn't say is that they're probably going to go to the championship. That's that's no, just what no, I believe. Yeah. Well, because you you think if they make the conference final that they're going to get to the finals, but I I don't. I, think I, that. I, it's because of the matchup, I obviously. Don't think that, yeah. But I don't think they're making it that far. It's for me no, to worry about no, that. No. Facts. Thank God, bro. Thank God the Warriors <laughs> might be done, bro. Like, like this guy, bro. <laughs> I leave the Warriors alone, man. I just I want to see someone beat them properly. I just want to. Th- oh, I think we're gonna see it, and we're gonna see it finally. Bet. So you're ready to Please switch God. it up to soccer? Yep. Yeah, I'm ready. I'll bet. So we got hella injuries that have been happening throughout the Premier League, the Spanish league. Yeah. What, what, uh, do How have, do we think this is going to affect the World Cup? We got a list of them? Or I, like, I, I got a okay, list of okay. them. Read off this list here. So Obviously, there's been a lot of injuries. We, Leading it, up this to is this, a, this is the growing list. It, but like This this is probably going to get bigger. Yeah. But right now, the main guys who are going to miss the World Cup through injury, Pogba, Kante, Timo Werner, Reese James, Diogo Jota, Pedro Neto, Rubikar Kamara, Arthur Melo, Tecatino Corona, Ben Chilwell, Hyung Min Son, Romelu Lukaku, Paolo Jesus. Dybala, 
Kyle Walker, Calvin Phillips, oh my God. Araujo, Ronald Araujo, oh. Angel Di Maria. Damn. All of those. Wait, Di Maria? He, he might not miss it. I'm those saying, are amazing players. All of these guys are either already confirmed to miss the World Cup or they're on a race against the clock to come back and, and make it just in time to sneak in. All of those are amazing players. Yeah, um, dude. It it just comes down to the fact that I I hate this whole idea. Like, I love the World Cup, but the fact that I mean, we all we've all known FIFA has been corrupt since the fa- the the founding of time. Yeah, the fact I'm that they, the real quick. that they've allowed Qatar to basically you know run amok and you know push the World Cup to the winner. And you know why they push it to the winner, right? It's because, literally because it's too, too hot, hot, too hot. to play in the summer. The players would die. Yeah. And that, that also takes away the, from the fact that Qatar is basically getting away with, with fucking slave labor. Like yeah. they, they, I, I saw something that said over 4,500 workers have died making these stadiums for the World Cup. Jesus, I didn't even and know no, that. And no one talks about this. I didn't even because, know that, to be honest. Like, I, I just... I hate the fact that because Qatar bought this World Cup, then it wasn't like, oh they uh, we're going to Qatar. They magically won. They they paid to have this World Cup here to push their agenda of that they want to, more people to come to Qatar. I mean that there's nothing wrong with with you know wanting to go to Qatar and all that, but you don't you don't buy the World Cup and force it to go there, and then you you get these workers from England, from from Africa, from all these people, basically giving them less than minimum wage. I saw something that that was. For they didn't get paid for months just because wow. of a uh, of what, what what they call it recruiting fees to get the job. What? So they they charge them fees for getting the job, so they didn't get paid for months. That didn't even make and, sense. And, 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 and adding to the fact that they're working in what is a hundred plus degree weather in the summer. The same weather that they they wouldn't allow the players to play. The in. same way they won't allow the players. They're getting these workers, you know, that they're getting paid nothing, and okay, yeah, uh, you get getting paid nothing. To go and basically like modern day slavery to build this thing and, and it's rushed because they, I mean there there's this is like time sensitive they have to finish because every stadium that's going to be playing in the World Cup was built new they had no stadiums had over there they had nothing <laughs> which, which which is so weird because a lot of like a uh, FIFA like they've had prerequisites in the past to even think about hosting the World Cup you gotta you have, have the to have these things and what magically Qatar win and they have to you know do all this weird shit where they're pushing the World Cup. It should you should never be allowed to push the World Cup. It's the World Cup. You don't yeah. you don't move it. But the summer tournament. You know, I I I just I haven't liked this. I mean, I've had I've had a couple friends that are gonna go to Qatar what? to to watch to really? watch the World. Yeah, I have, I have a couple coworkers that's uh, that told me you know would you go? I was like not not a chance in hell. What? Not a chance in I, hell. I would love to go to the World Cup, but I wouldn't go to Qatar. I want to go to Qatar. I would I'd rather wait four years. And, and not even. But what if it was for free and someone just offered you? Hell no. I'm not supporting it. I'm not it. going to I'm Qatar, not supporting bro, it. Key, bro. I, 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 don't, I don't support what Qatar had to do to get the World Cup and what they're, what they're doing, doing to that because uh, you you weren't here, but dude, 4,500 people died, construction workers to build the stadiums to to have this World Cup. What the hell? And dude, they're 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 not they're, they're not like they're getting paid a lot of money. These are people from you know South Africa, from England, from all these uh, I you want, know, from Asia. I know you probably said this, but I want to hear it. Like, well, how did they get? How did they get? How do you win the World Cup? Like, how you do buy you? It. You, pay, oh, yeah. Qatar, you just you put a bid? It. Yeah, no, like they they, they just go to like, the president of FIFA and be like, "How much up. money do I need to get the World Cup in Qatar?" And he he'll write down a paper and he pays it. That's how it is. Because like, there's other teams that were in the bidding process too, but ultimately they. Picked That's what Qatar. I'm saying. They picked Qatar, but the reason why they picked Qatar was they had the most money. Dude. Yeah, they're one, because they're one of the they, they, the wealthiest. Yeah, of course. Under the table money, you know. Yeah, and. 
I, I don't think it's right. That's why I wouldn't go there to support anything. And not even mention that there's a rule list for fans that plan yeah. to go. You it, can't, you can't it's even ridiculous, really, man. It's one of them things, like, England fans are, are notoriously known for, like, when they're, when they're watching England, you know, they take they the take shirt the off. You can't take you your can't, shirt off you in the stadium at all. You can't take all. your shirt off. You, you can't even drink beer. No, they, you can't. You go to work. You can't drink beer. I I did see. I did see. Actually, they they do sell beer, but they said there is restrict areas where you're allowed. You cannot. They said you cannot basically walk around drinking. Come on, you can't bro. do that. This is the World Cup, and, bro. And you can't take pictures of of any any government building at all. If you take a picture, you're fucking arrested. And the fact that you there uh, because at first there was this this list of rules that that were going around that was actually like posted from uh, a Qatar like basically like um like not like a news source but like uh, like a group in Qatar were putting out this fake uh, rule list that was basically like oh no no homosexuality no uh, no no affection no relationships no beer no alcohol and so weird. I actually had to double check it. It wasn't official from the actual, like, uh, actually Qatar, but they had rules similar to it. Not nothing to do with LGBT, but it's still concerning that there's groups that you're, they're just not accepting of it at all. They don't like public affection, and they definitely don't like the LGBTQ at all. Yeah. They prefer they just don't they're, show they're up. They're just horrible people. Yeah, like I, I'm not saying every, I'm not, I wouldn't say that everybody's over there horrible. But, no, no, but the, at least the government officials. Yeah, like like is it's still like. It's despicable, and I and I hate that their that their FIFA's allowed allowed this to happen. That, that allowed them to buy the World Cup and do all this. Well, I'm gonna say that overall, like these injuries have affect what what the co- yeah. quality of the tournament's gonna yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. these that's are these are amazing that's players. Reese James, bro, like. You may, you, D. Maria, you may, you named yeah, amazing. I mean, D. Maria won them the Copa Copa America. He top, scored. Top tier players, bro, I, are not going to be in the World D, Cup. D. Maria was specifically on the list of players that he's on. He's on a race I, against time. Yeah, hope, so hopefully he can get back in time. I know. I know Courtois mentioned this. I think they should just shorten the regular season, bro. Like, I think that's just what's going to have to be done because there's just so many injuries that are happening. And Re- that Reese James injury didn't happen not too long ago. Yeah. What should be done is a nation should never be allowed to host a World Cup when they don't even have stadiums built in price so it gives them a reason to push it. You should never be allowed to push the World Cup date, ever. That's what that's what should be changed because you don't change how many games are played. See, the thing is, even if they had the stadiums, they still couldn't have played it in the summer. Yeah, and the fact that it's too hot, it's over 100. 120 degrees. Unless it's like, a, you know, fully like a, a uh, like a dome that you can like uh, change how it is. You can't, it's impossible. You don't do it. You you, you just can't because the, all the players would die. You, they they would probably allow like seven substitutions or unlimited substitutions, yeah. and that's like stupid. Yeah, no, that's dumb. So like, they sh- they should uh, FIFA have to have to make sure they don't do this. That's why I mean next year they are bringing it back to the state. They're dividing. I think they should U- do US, that more. Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they're talking about the one after that. It's going to be potentially like Portugal and Morocco and Spain. That's and stuff that's like that. good. So they're not giving it to the. The highest bidder is what you're saying. Yeah, like, well, we don't I'm, know. Well, it's FIFA at the end of the day. Yeah, like, there's, like, there's a lot of money involved. Yeah, there's always in, money in the involved. U.S. Like you know, did they pay probably as much as Qatar? No, but there yeah. was definitely some under the table money. Yeah, which is what yeah. it is, bro. Like, and, and under the table money at the end of the day is worth it because of everyone. You know, for, for like for the U.S. perspective in 2026, the amount of people that are going to come to the U.S. and spend money and stuff like the economy yeah. is going to flourish. It's worth it overall. Yeah, yeah because you know, I think these uh, these politicians in these countries, the World Cup is like almost a lottery. 
Yeah. That you get this, your you know your economy is gonna gonna look really good because there's a lot of people that will there's there's a lot of people that they're gonna fly here just for that. It's event. not looking good for it's Qatar. It's a huge event. <laughs> it's and not looking good for Qatar though. I mean, it is, but it, but it, it, it is good for them in the sense of that they're they're because Qatar want to change this. You know, for like unfortunately they are seen as like you know uh, the Middle East. Like, oh, you can't go there. It's, it's dangerous. You know, like all oh, this this there so that. So they want to, you know, bring football there so they look more appealing and such. But how the way they've done it, they've handled it completely horribly. And they should never have been allowed to do what they did. But that's why, I mean, obviously I'm going to watch the World Cup, but I would never go. I would never go to it, especially Qatar. So, so it's good that what Qatar did, but they should have just never hosted a World Cup in general. No, I agree. And I agree pretty much with what you've said about Qatar and the reasons why they shouldn't be hosting the World Cup. And I agree 100% on that. I wanted, for me personally, my take on this, I agree. I don't need to repeat what you've said. Yeah. I wanted to focus more so on these injuries yeah. and elaborate maybe a little bit on what you said. Realistically, I don't think that the World Cup has anything to do with shortening the season, you know. but I do think in general players and a lot of coaches have started to allude to this, that there is just too many games in the regular season. Exactly. Soccer, there's too many cups. There's too many tournaments. And I don't know exactly what they need and to do to shorten like that. The, and they're the, adding the more. Con- the conference league. That's what I'm saying. So realistically, they need to start to find a way to shorten these schedules because even when there's not a World Cup year, players complain just about how many games they have to play. They, Be- they, they do three, four games potentially. Sometimes, like, like Premier League, sometimes in Boxing Day, they play three games in one week. And they could just they could be playing regular season games, but then a lot of those players are going to get injured and that's going to affect the tournaments. E- exactly, and that's what I was going to get into. We are seeing, and obviously the World Cup is going to go on, obviously, you know, in the last plan, regardless of these injuries. And we see injuries even when it's a summer tournament. So it's, I'm not going to act like Yeah, not like this is unprecedented. But, but the amount that we're getting and the amount that it is, like, there's still more games to be played before the World Cup comes out. You know, obviously I'm not hoping any more injuries happen, but it's inevitable. Probably someone, a, a big-name superstar might get injured again. And we already, we heard the list. We know how many big names are already missing the World Cup. You know, Pogba, Kante, Reese James, Diogo Jota. Kyle Walker. These guys. Oh. Th- these are guys. That's not good, yeah. th- bro, these are guys that, that literally change teams. Change teams. You're thinking about Portugal without Jota. They have no chance realistically not anymore. Really, you're, no. Now you're relying on CR7, who hasn't really been playing. Like, you know, Portugal like, realistically oof. don't have any chance. England, they're, they're, they, they, their chances were already diminished because they've been on bad form. But with all of these injuries... It's looking it's not looking Kyle good Walker. at all. Yeah, and, and similar good. with France, you know we know how good they are, but they're going to be going in with a, with a, an inexperienced young midfield. No Conte, no Pogba. That's the core Damn. of that team. Yeah. Think about the World Cup winning side. It was right. Pogba it was by those and guys. Conte. They, they won them the tournament. Mbappe had an unbelievable tournament, but the, but Conte and Pogba ran we saw the, the show. The best Pogba we've we've, we've ever, ever seen. seen. So some games are determined by the midfield. And, and, I mean, that, yeah, it's really, the truth. Yeah. And now you know France still might go on to have a great tournament because they have a lot of depth. They're but just a, but it's, it's an experience, and it's this. It's just sad to me because the World Cup is so great, and it only happens every four years. And we are just seeing so many injuries of great players, and ultimately, I 100 percent think it's going to affect the quality of the tournament. Ultimately, it, it doesn't mean that the tournament is a Mickey Mouse tournament. You need to put an asterisk on it for yeah. whoever wins. But it, it's we're gonna probably look back on it and say if this team had this player, if they maybe their outcome would have been different because these injuries are are they're big names. You know, yeah. Ger- Germany lost their striker. 
Timo Werner might not be the greatest striker in the world, but it's still it's but better than what they. The, who, who, I don't even know who they're rocking now. Rock Tom Muller. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> know. So and, and it's only getting worse realistically. So it's, it's just like I mean England's whole defense is in the mud. You know Ben Chilwell out, yeah. Reese James, Kyle Walker. It, where is their defense? It's gone. Trent Alexander Arnold. That, that's all they've got. That's all they got. So it, it, and like, Harry Maguire. So like realistically for me, it's just sad because these injuries are are huge. You know, like not that. Uh, South Korea, we're going to win the World Cup. But it's you but know, you want to see Sun. You have no Sun in the World Cup. Like it's like realistically, man, it's 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 just sad for me. And and I hope to never see a Winter World Cup again because we just don't see this type of injury, like this amount. Not that many. You know what I mean? And and especially you know for Argentina's sake, they need Di Maria. No, they need Di Maria. If they don't have Di Maria, if they don't have Di Maria, they're not winning the World Cup. The World Cup. Specs. No way. Damn. Not good. And people were talking about a Messi and Ronaldo matchup, which obviously wouldn't have happened because Portugal probably wouldn't have gone that far either. Yeah. Anyway. If they had Jota, you know, maybe possible. Damn, a Ronaldo and Messi matchup. That would have been crazy. Yeah, obviously, yeah. with the, the rosters and the, the squads of the World Cup going to be announced, you know, realistic. Hopefully, there's no more injuries. But the squads were, are going to be announced in the coming weeks. We're going to be dropping our group Facts. stage predictions and all of that. More, more World Cup content coming soon. Right now, we're just praying that there ain't no more injuries because I want to see the best possible tournament that we could get. Facts. Y'all ready to shoot us straight into music? I'm ready. Yep. But, so, I know we wanted to start off today with takeoffs passing. Oof. I just wanted to give my condolences to his friends, closest friends and his family. I know they're going through an extremely rough time right now, especially the whole QC label. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do and what is their next move. Because without takeoff, oh man, that, that that label, man, without takeoff, bro, it's, I know they're going to do well, but it, he was a key piece, bro. He was a key artist in that label, bro. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was just amazing, like, because I've personally been a Migos fan since 2012. So it was amazing just to see takeoff's growth from where he started and then where he, where he left off, it was, it was amazing to see. It was, it was amazing to see. It's well, yeah. I was gonna say one <clears throat> before you guys get into it. Top three best songs or best verses in songs from Takeoff. I would like to say bars, coppers and robbers, and look at your bitch. Those are the th- those, those are those are the thir- those are the three best songs that I say y'all gotta y'all gotta go listen to right now because I'm sure those are under un- underrated songs. So y'all gotta I'm sure y'all haven't listened to them. So go give them a listen right now. It's it's one of those things <clears throat> you don't you don't wanna you don't wanna believe that it's real. I'm right with the I was I was at the uh, at the gym. I like. Seven seven o'clock. It, when when I saw the news, my cousin sent me it, <clears throat> and it was like, it's like take off, really. I was like, yeah. dude, it's like you we, wouldn't we, expect it. We've lost so many uh, like rappers and artists <sighs> within these last four years. It's just like you you always think that okay, it'll stop here, but something always seems to happen. Exactly, and it's always like, the most unexpected too. Yeah, you and don't you know, especially like when you know he wasn't even close to being done. Yeah, that shit and hurt, bro. Like, that shit hurt me. My favorite, my favorite artist as a collective, the Migos. Yeah, and 
it's it, it leaves me more more speechless because I mean I, I don't really know what to say because it's it's, it's just, hard yeah bro. it's hard. An honorable mention that I did want to mention was heard of that. He, he goes off in that song talking about getting at the bando and all that stuff. Man, it's old takeoff, bro. It's amazing. It's yeah, crisp. I, I, w- I would say obviously you know first and foremost you know right now we just we're praying for Quavo. We're praying for that whole QC family because. You know they they they're going through it right now, and rightfully so. They they lost a brother, they lost like literal a family, you know. And, and it was ultimately over something that probably shouldn't have happened in the first place. You know, it's just sad, and it's always the people that you don't expect. You know, realistically, take off. You, you know, he wasn't the type of guy to be a huge boastful guy and, mm-hmm. and one that was a huge flexor or anything like that. He was just a chill, keep to yourself type of guy. And he he was the last person to deserve. It's not that anyone deserves to go out there like like this, but. Take off of all people, especially. It, it was just sad to see. It, especially when you sent me the news. I woke up to it, bro. I think everyone did, for the most part. Woke up to the takeoff news, and nobody could believe it. And it, So it's just hella sad to me. Yeah. <clears throat> the fact that it, it was just wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, that, it's sad. It wasn't, like, uh, anything that was his fault. He no. didn't antagonize anybody. He didn't go out of his way to put himself in a dangerous situation. <clears throat> he was caught in the crossfire. Yeah, and that's, that's purely what it was. And that's one thing we could say, like... We got to live our lives to the best that we can every day and just enjoy it, man. Because like know. you said, it was completely unexpected. So you never know, man. Yeah. You never know. And they, they, we, we talked about how it's affecting Quayla. Who knows how it's affecting takeoff? It's uh, not the takeoff, Offset. But offset. offset. Know, but <clears throat> because Offset never had the chance to, you know, up, talk yeah. to him. Yeah, because man. You, you, see, you see the show Reconcile. Like, you know, we you, you have beef with people until, <clears throat> you know, yeah, I, I just don't like that guy no more, and now he never gets a chance to talk to that yeah, they, guy. They, they, they're always fa- they were always family. Yeah, you know that they, they were they were cousins. I think you know because Quavo was the nephew, like Takeoff was the nephew of Quavo, but uh, Offset was the cousin. You know, so mm-hmm. they were a family. Literally, you know, whether you got beef, you know, for a moment, they were at, at the end of the day they were gonna work that out at some point. Yeah. And and but now, never you know, Offset yeah. will never get that opportunity. So at the same time, at the same way we praying for Quavo, you gotta pray for Offset. Such such like, a such he, an amazing. He, he changed his profile artist. picture to him. Obviously, that just scratches the surface. We haven't really. Like, I don't think we've we've seen anyone talk about it like from Migos or uh, yeah. yeah like and, and I don't, I don't know when that's gonna offset. happen. You know, like like I said, let's, you know, give them their time. They probably still they still mourning. Mourning. You know, yeah. Still mourning. Like um, <clears throat> this goes to another thing that I that this is completely different. That this I have a, a mostly a problem with just how. Like um, people were recording, recording oh, yeah. it. The yeah. videos going out. You see, you know, where people were literally record. Like someone recorded yeah, dead his body. dead body. Like nah. I just don't understand how there's there's human beings on this planet Earth that That's you know that see horrible. this. You see, um, <clears throat> you see Quavo literally holding, holding his dead body. And That's so sad. So, you so, don't record and so, that. And, and someone's thinking, like, I have to record. This. I'm sure though that what you're, you're people really, it's going through his head like, oh, I gotta, oh, like this is happening. I gotta pull up my I phone and record this. Like, who? That, what's I'm, wrong with I'm, you? I'm sure though that like, there's, pe- and it, there's people that wanted to see a video of what actually happened, bro. Because but not I, that. But no, not, like not that. that but the actual what led up to that. Because there's all these, there's all these rumors and all the like. We don't definitely know what happened. And it's sad, bro. It's sad. I think we do. Like people would like to see videos of that, but then like, as soon as and as soon as you see that body, bro, just like, cut it off. You, yeah. you just cut that shit off as soon as the, as soon as the and shooting happens. Just cut that shit off. It's the same. It's, it's the same way as people hear a couple with that. pops, but 
done. You know, like uh, the people that are that are reposting this on Instagram and Twitter is like, what's wrong with you people? Yeah, like, what, like, what's, what's wrong it? with you? Why do you like, need to show? You got to share it to your followers. Li- 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 listen, I I go on Instagram and you know I, I have a checklist of shit that I like to see. That's not on my list of shit. I don't want to see a dead human being literally bleeding out there. And, you know, especially, especially when a family member is, is literally morning. right there, is fucking, you know, he, so he's sad, in the shock. He can't you don't do that, on. bro. You just don't do that. You, you, you can literally, and it's you, happened. You can hear Quavo saying, like, no, take, it, take. Like, he's and, trying. It's and, and not like like what and you're what you you're alluding to. Like not like this This was just with takeoff, bro. This is a problem that has in happened society. in yeah, society, society ever since, like, why bro. Is, why is your phone the first shit you do to record? Like, why? Well, exactly. like, After get, the I fact. Get, I get uh, recording first, shit. Your first thought? Bro, it, it should be Exactly. Help. Re- yeah. Exactly. Recording shit is is, is yeah, it's not that's not the problem. Because like, if they were just recording what was going on, even even like because like before the altercation, I'm sure like people would have wanted to know like oh like a vlog or something. You know what I'm saying? A vlog of like the Migos like hanging yeah, out yeah, and like shooting before, dice in Texas or or whatever it was. You know what I'm you saying? Cut that camera. Exactly. Cut the camera right before because people would probably want to see like again what led up to it. Especially the police, bro. The police want to see what the. F- happen bro so yeah. they, they can tell the public and, and the fact <clears throat> that like and it's not even me getting on that you should never record things because recording has like helped a lot especially with like police and stuff like that that you you record them so you can hold them accountable this had nowhere that it, this was way was, after the fact there was no justification that this warranted someone recording it because <sighs> what, are you, what are you recording exactly you're, you're, you're recording something like probably the most traumatic thing that will ever happen to um to Quavo ever in his entire life. 100%. So I, I just don't understand why anybody thought that they, they, they had the right to be as like, I get that, you know, the, they're celebrities and stuff like they're at the end of the day, they're human. And you know, he, he's dead. Give him the, the, give him that the one last right to have some type of privacy and where he literally cannot control it. Cause he's dead. Like you why are you recording him? He, give him the privacy, give them the privacy that they deserve as basic humans. Yeah, and it's, it's just sad. Because everybody... Like, I 100% agree. With there's no that. video need for after the fact before... I mean, like, there's no video need after the fact. Only yeah. before the altercation. Like, right around yeah, like, the altercation. Record, there's people that recorded it like as it was happening, like the arguments, and then when exactly. it shooting, Just cut it off. But then, like, I 100% agree with what, what you're saying. Like, at a certain point, like, you just got to cut that camera. Or, like, there, there's, there was literally some people that weren't recording at all. They weren't recording the build-up. They had their phone in their pocket, and, they, and, they and, and the first they, 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 it happens, and the first thing that they think, oh, I gotta pull my phone out of my pocket, click the camera, and start recording. And, it, and, and it's sad, bro, because there's, sad. there's no reason to record that because the, the the police will find the body and announce him dead. So people will know that he yeah, is there's dead. No, there's, no, people, there's, there's, there's no reason to record it. The only reason that these these sick people have to do something like that is for clout. It's clout. And, it's, and it's, sad. it's sad, bro, that you think that that's, that's the way to get the best clout or you think that's going to help you. I, I, like, I, like, it's just not. It's, it's sad to do something like that. It's, it's selfish. It's pathetic. There's nothing. There's not enough negative bad words to say about somebody who would do something like that. In my opinion, it it, it is it is it's disgraceful. In my opinion, honestly, it gets my blood boiling just thinking about doing something like like that. Because your first initial reaction, at least in my thought process, should be to try to help in any way, shape, or form. And if you can't do that, and they say you know back up or don't you know we already good we got it, then okay, put your hands up and you leave you the leave. situation. Or, but. Don't pull your phone out. Record like like it's it, it's just sad and pathetic and. and Back to, you know, away from that, but it's just, with takeoff, bro, like, 
he's one of the most influential artists of all time. You know, the Migos and him you know, being a part of that. The majority of music that we listen to today and, and you know, something we're about to get into, it wouldn't exist without Takeoff, without oh the Migos. Oh, my God. That is, that is, it, I it, love it, that you brought up that point, It wouldn't bro. exist. He's one of the most influential artists, and it's just sad that we won't get to experience that any longer. And he had said in the interview, it's about time I get my flowers. You know, and he maybe just started to get his flowers because he was getting more credit and getting more of the spotlight because he was with a duo with Quavo instead of having three people like Offset. You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much spotlight to go around. Takeoff was always the one who didn't get as much spotlight. As a duo, people were starting to give Takeoff his flowers more. And it's sad that just as, you know, that started to happen because we talked about the album. We know how good it was. Now he's not going to be here to get his flowers anymore. And he's, he specifically said, I want my flowers before I go. You know what I'm saying? It's just sad that only a few weeks later, you know, it, it will happen. happen. <laughs> Truly sad. And to, to end this topic, I just wanted to say again, man, our condolences to the QC family and his immediate family that is mourning over him. Because I know they're just mourning and, they wish that he was here to this day, as I, as do I, and um, as many of his fans do as well. And go listen to those songs that I said of that takeoff had the best bars, man, because they're they're incredible. And I know y'all, I know, bro, I know y'all haven't listened to it, man. So y'all go give that a listen, bro. Y'all give those songs a listen. So with all that being said, on that, you know, obviously R.I.P. Takeoff, but I know that was a. It was a the heart wrencher. It was a tough one. It's tough. Are, are we ready to move forward and yeah. get, in, and get yeah. into the next one? Yeah. So we got Drake and 21 Savage officially release their new collaboration album, Her Loss. Let's just get straight into it because oh, I've been waiting man. for I've been waiting for this all day. <laughs> I'm gonna pass it off to one of y'all first before I get into it. What are y'all's initial thoughts on the project? You want me to go first? Yeah, go first. Go first. Drake. Should, from the initial start, bro, my, my first thought is that Drake should have gave 21 more of an opportunity to put his input on the project. Mm -hmm. And that's starting from the album cover to, <laughs> to, to, the the beat album cover. To, to the beat selection, bro. More Metro, more trap beats, bro. But take that shit. I can see it from here, man. Take that. I wanted to say this. Oh, God. And, bro, yeah, just like I was saying, bro, just he should have had more input. And I know we're going to be comparing it to what a time to be alive. So I'll wait for that. And I'll, I just, I'll give my initial thoughts. All right. I've given my initial thoughts before I rate it or anything else. Let me hear y'all's initial thoughts. I just wanted, before I get it, we, I'll, I'll let you go next. But before I wanted to piggyback off of what you said and saying that you should, uh, 21 should have gotten more opportunities on the album. So the official lyrical splits of the album, which is basically the percentage of who said the most words on the tracks, mm -hmm. the splits were 66% Drake, 26% 21 Savage, and then 8% was guests, you know, Travis Scott and those, like, the random guys talking. That's not so nice. it's clear as day that it was a pretty much a Drake album with a feature of 21, you know, but with all that being said, I just, yes. wanted, I just wanted to <coughs> say that. Now let's get into your thoughts, G. I mean, soon, soon as they dropped the the album cover i already had a bad feeling i i already had a mix like uh no what's going on and like i'm drake is uh I, he's he's the artist i listen to the most i think for the past five years he's uh in my spotify he's been my most listened to 
I'm a, I'm a Drake stan. Mm-hmm. And going into this and listening to the entire project, he he let he, he let this out. He let this down because Twenty One he he did what Twenty One and Twenty One's e- easily one of my top five favorite Ooh. artists. Yeah, Twenty One did his and thing. He, he did he did so good on this album. I, I mean, I I think he was he was the more the he was the better part of this album. He could have carried Drake, the album. Drake Drake let this album down. Uh, not not like completely dropped it. But yeah. he, he definitely wasn't on the same level as Twenty One. Twenty One's lyricism and all all that is just what we come to expect. And Drake just what, Drake wasn't, had, wasn't it. He Drake had some perfect. cool disses and some good bars in there, but he had some whack some ones. Really, I can't I can't think of the one on top. Really I can, I could probably think of one if I really thought about it, but off the top of my head, bro, I can't really name like extremely bad bars that he had but i know they were in there i know they were in there bro yeah. he said some crazy yeah, like just not even like absolutely crazy just like why would you say that type thing it don't make no it don't make no sense for you to put that in the song but still with 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 drake not living up to my expectations i think it was a good project that you know great songs like rich flex uh back uh back outside boys uh treacherous twins and uh pussy and millions i was I gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good one i was gonna one. name my top three songs so I got Broke Boys, More M's, and Back Outside Boys. More M's is really good. And one of the reasons why I mentioned Back Outside Boys is because that Dram disc, bro, it was hard. Like, yeah. it, it was a good disc. Now, do I think part of what Dram is saying is true. He, he Drake stole the beat and made Hotline Bling. And I would feel a little upset if I was Dram, bro. I'd be like, I agree. yo. I agree with that. Exactly, bro. If I was Dram, yeah. bro, and he basically just used my song to get a number one hit, bro, I'd be hella pissed if he didn't it's, give me any type of credit, bro. Because we don't remember Dram giving, I mean, Drake giving Dram any type of credit, bro. I don't remember that. I'm sure y'all don't remember that. Exactly, because it would have helped Dram's name even ele- elevate to where it is now, which Since is kind of irrelevant, bro. I'm going like, to be 100% honest with you. Before the before today, I never knew there was a human being named Dram. Exactly, bro. So if Drake and I'm sure, exactly. <laughs> like, broccoli, like, it's a vegetable. Dude. And like, I'm sure, I'm sure vegetable. if Drake would have mentioned him, you would have been like, all right, possibly, it, possibly, bro. Possibly. You because Drake mentioned mentioned some people and their name just buzz. Whether he gets on a feature with them, mention some even in a damn Twitter. If you get mentioned by Drake, bro, that that's one of the. Re- Bro, that's one of the reasons why I think this album is gonna sell very, very high, even though it's not perform it's not we we don't think it's the best performance from Drake. It's because he dissed, bro. He dissed so many people in this album, bro, that people are gonna googling googling be googling those names, bro, and it's it's gonna, it's, it's gonna make people go listen to those songs even if they don't like Drake yeah. or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. So it's just gonna get the numbers up. I Hella. I, I think compared to obviously uh, like obviously um honestly never mind. I think the numbers are gonna be better, but like by by a lot, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. And but I, I'm gonna hold out on my number rating. It's until sad, bro, because exactly. like we're, we're we're not. My bad. We're, we're not, bro. We're not gonna say like Drake's falling off, bro. But honestly, never mind. And this, like, not, not co- looking co- good. Not come looking on, bro. Great. It's not looking good. Not looking it's great. not looking good. Not looking great. <laughs> I, I'm just at a loss for words. I mean, I knew y'all like I, we listened to it together, bro. So yeah. I knew y'all didn't really like it like that. But I didn't know y'all were gonna come on here and say this some this crazy shit y'all are <laughs> saying right now, bro. It's, it's not looking it's not good. Even, it's not even anything bad. I mean, it's, bro, it's, y'all, you saying that Drake basically let the album down and stuff like that. I think that compared this is, to Twenty One, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not gonna sit up here and act like Drake didn't have his best performance. You know, re- recently, especially compared to Honestly, Nevermind. 
You know, I think that we saw the Drake that we kind of wanted to see to a certain extent. We wanted to see more rapping Drake, and that's kind of what we got. I will say my initial thoughts on the project overall, I, I thought it was pretty damn good. Like, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, when we did our preview, I, I expected an eight. You know, I, I, I think it met my expectations for the most part. I think the performance was there. I think I, the only thing I, I would have liked to have seen, and, and I alluded to that when I mentioned that 21 Savage only had 26% of the lyrics on the album, I would have liked to have seen more 21 because to me, it felt like it was basically a Drake project and it just had a bunch of 21 features. Yeah. And that's not exactly what the formula for me, for, for when you think about a, a album. album, you know, you would expect more, closer to 50-50 than what we got. However, I don't, I don't know. I disagree with y'all. I think it was pretty good from Drake. I think Drake did his thing on a lot of these songs. Maybe not every song because, you know, there was, there was, like, like, there was a couple songs where I'm like, okay, the, bro. No. What, was, what was the last one? The last one was... Uh, and then there was hours... I guess it's fucking. I guess it's And there was me. hours that in was silence. Yeah. No. Hours in silence. Hours in silence. I agree. Whoa. And I, I wrote it down. I... I uh, hours in silence, silence was ass. It was the I, worst I admit, it was the worst I've ever listened it was, to. Bro, it was for bad. like and like the, two straight minutes towards the end or three I, straight minutes, he was just 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 it was bad. Just, and, and just talking with a low voice and barely all, not really saying anything practically important. Do, all I had to do was was cut that song and cut uh, honestly fuck me or whatever the fuck was it. About. <laughs> Honest, I guess it's fuck me. I guess fuck you. Honestly, fuck me for having to listen to it. But if you cut those two ones, you make it a shorter track. You 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 jump up. Tremendous. I can't agree because think, yeah. you know we're we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about um you know the um the one he made with, with Future yeah the the fact that that one was a, a shorter track list what was it, eleven songs eleven songs eleven songs it, it's a sixteen yeah the eleven compared to sixteen like the fact that there's uh that that one had uh, a le- less music and they were like more compact of really really good tracks they there picked, was like they no really, they, they literally they picked no filler the no filler and this one has filler that's always that's always going to be the problem with like you know albums that have like 16 to 17 to 18 that, and that's songs. exactly Oof. what i said in the preview i literally i said, remember i said but i need a short concise track list and that's one of my cuz that's one of the things that's we could definitely agree on 12 to 14 songs would have been perfect for this project because for most they, projects they did a lot of good songs for this, bro. Like I'm like my my personal top, and I love Back Outside Boys, Circle Loco, Broke Boys. But Bro- then, oh, I forgot about Broke Boys. But, but obviously there was Broke still Boys is a good one. Pussy and good. Millions, like you Pussy alluded to. Middle of the Ocean, we got that kind of long rap, you know, Drake vibe that we kind of got. Right. Jumbo Shit Poppin' was a good song. More M's that you alluded to. Pretty good. Rich Flex, Major Distribution. Flex. There, there was a lot of good songs on here, but then there was. Bad ones like hours in silence, really and I guess it's one. fuck me that kind of takes it down a notch. Because it, it made the album overall just so bad, adding that song made, to your track it, list. It made it, it, made it, it doesn't too much fodder. For me, yeah. it doesn't make the album bad just because they have those two yeah. bad songs. But I will agree, like it can't be a cla- like a hundred percent perfect classic album. Yeah, no. When you got two songs on there that I'm saying are ass. So wait, so you saying it's an eight? Eight. I'm saying it's an eight. I got a seven. I got a seven, but the only reason why I got a seven, I would say a six. The only reason why I got a seven is because it's Drake in twenty one, and like it's 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 catchy. Your, your reps got to get you at least one point. Exactly, exa- exactly, and it's catchy, bro. And like it, it has a little catch to it. But good, it's yeah. one of those things like like we didn't just listen to it once. You know, we've kind of been listening to it all yesterday. day, <laughs> all day, kind of like really soaking it in. 
and for me, it, it's kind of it, it's crazy to say because it's only been the second day that it's kind of been out, but it's already kind of getting better to me in the second listen and stuff like that. Like there are some tracks that I kind of slept on at first, and now I listen to it again. I'm like, oh, that yeah, song like, is just really like good. Rich Flex at first. I kind of didn't like it first listen. Yeah, I, like, yeah you did. Same. Like, as soon as they switched up, they switched up the beat. Sw- that beat switch. The beat. Were, I was like, what the? Yeah. I'm like yeah. what? Is, what am I listening to? But then you know, after a while, you know, you're like, okay, just sit through it for a little bit. Then it becomes a little bit more yeah, fire. But then, 100%. you know. Should you have to sit through it though for it in order to be fired? It's because you know, and it's one of the things. Obviously, when it's Drake, you know, I think that's he, how he raps. He's he- no, but he's held up to the highest of the high expectations. Yeah, yeah. That like when he does something kind of questionable, like that's another reason why I'm only rating it a seven. Yeah, because like when we're talking about like purely artists, like we're talking about like, people at the top of the game. You think of like you know Taylor Swift, Bad Bunny, and Drake. You think like all these guys within like these no guys and girls, but uh, like you expect the best from them when they drop yeah. something. You expect Purely the best. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, Drake dropping, you know, six to tens, you know, like, honestly, uh, honestly, never mind. That was, like, a five. Yeah. Know? And, like, you just expect better, and we expect better. One thing I wanted to say, for me personally, I don't know about y'all, and I'm, I'll get y'all's opinion on it. I think the Travis Scott verse on this, exceeded, very, yeah, it, it exceeded my expectations. I think Travis really did his thing on this project, and the one verse that he did get, I think he did his thing. It was a fire verse. What did y'all, what did y'all think about it? That was really good. One of the best songs. It was a, it was a good verse. I'm not gonna say it's one of Travis's best no, verses, uh, but it, but it was a good verse considering some people have been saying Travis Scott is on the fall off. Yeah, I, after Astro World, you know, I feel like he like is he announcing his return necessarily? I, I don't know, but to get this, you know, the only feature a lot of people are clicking on that song first, and for me, he definitely and Travis delivered. isn't the type of person to drop consecutively, so it's gonna be a little while until he drops. But I, I, like he hasn't even done that many features to be yeah. honest. So it's just one of them things. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what to expect. Because he did, he did have to take a break after the the whole um Astroworld scandal thing. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he started to come back a little bit. Yeah. And I, I I just didn't know what to expect from that being the only feature, and he exceeded my expectations. He did his thing. I didn't think and that, that's be a any great features. song. And and that's what I, that's what I wanted to ask y'all next. We just talked about Travis Scott and how he did, and he did pretty well as a feature. But do y'all think now, looking back on the track list, do y'all think there should have been another feature yes. or more? Bro, 100% there should have been another damn feature, like, bro. You have to have a future feature, future on that, bro. Future could have saved one of those bad songs. Bro, oh my God, bro. Because Future could have hopped on right at the end of one of those songs yeah, that yeah, had like, the long the long ending. Like, you know what, what I'm saying? What, what, like what the, the, the crappy I ending. I already, already forgot. Like, hours of silence. Hours of silence. Bro, if Future would have hopped on that. save it. Banger, bro. He could have saved it, bro. Damn, bro. He really could have saved the shit. Like when we did our preview, like what you said, and I kind of agree with you that Future might be the only feature. I wasn't necessarily at all expecting a Travis feature. No. And it, it was fire, but I agree. I do think. Like, if you're going to drop 16 tracks, and although it is a collab album, it wasn't as much of a collab album as we really thought because it's kind of mostly Drake. It's a Drake album. We needed one, potentially two more features. out. And like, looking back on it, I would have, and, and I loved the album. I loved that. It was a pretty good album. I don't love know about it. love yet. Yeah. But for the most part, looking back on it now, I think obviously Travis could have stayed as a feature. And then realistically, I think we could have seen two more features, Future and Lil Baby. Yeah. And, oh. And Lil Baby save some. And although we you know we've talked about, and we've criticized Lil Baby on the pod, but he's that, a great feature. But he's a great he's feature a great artist. Feature. He's a great. Bro, even damn Uzi, bro, and he doesn't really add up into the mix with them. But like Uzi, but, bro, would have been a good feature. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen an Uzi feature in a while. Uzi would have had a good feature yeah, Uzi, on that. Uzi he hasn't had a lot of big name features recently. He's been doing with smaller artists, mm-hmm. but like 
He has a song with Drake in the vault that we've been waiting for it to drop. And we thought this, <laughs> it, drop might, that shit, we thought it might drop on this album, but it didn't. And I, I don't know exactly what his plans are with that, uh, with that song. But it, it needed one to two more features, whether it is an Uzi, whether it is a future, whether it is a little baby. There was options. And, and even, and I wanted to give him his flowers, you know, you know like, like Lil Yachty. He was did some ad libs on a song. I'm not saying okay. we needed a little Yachty Chill feature, out. but like potentially he had four production credits on the album, and he also did the ad libs. You know, we, we just needed something else, in my opinion. Yachty, man, you should do in a verse. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if the verse would have been fire or anything like that. But I'm just saying, like, we needed to hear another voice on that project. Yeah. It needed to, needed something else. And when comparing it to What a Time to Be Alive, man, I, I, initially, bro, I thought this project was going to match up. I, I didn't think it was going to be better than What a Time to Be Alive, obviously, because that's one of the best albums probably in history, in history bro. <laughs> you you got you to put that up there. Because like, it, it has less songs, but yet more more bangers. More bangers. More so, bangers. So, uh, big, big Rings, Diamonds Dancing, Jumpman, Scholarships, and 30 for 30 Freestyle. So when you're thinking of Drake doing his second collab album, and it's with 21, and he's... He's mentioned Twenty One before. They, they they have a pretty good they're, decent they're, relationship. Yeah, like, obviously not. They've had a lot of songs together. Exactly. Yeah. Obviously not as good as Future and Drake's relationship, but they got a good relationship. Good. So I was and Twenty One is fire. Like we said, he was fire on this album. So I was expecting like woof. Like I was expecting woof. Yeah. But com when comparing it to What a Time to Be Alive, bro, that shit not is not even close. Bro. Ah, no. for, for me, What a Time to Be Alive is a ten. I said it. it. It is a perfect classic album. It, it literally, when I think about a perfect album, I kind of think of. I a, think it's a nine. A short. I, I'll give it a nine. A like short, it's so close. A yeah. short, concise track list. It got it. Pretty much no filler. Obviously, it, it's got it. And it, it didn't need features because Drake and Future were just doing their thing on every single track. That's prime Future for prime Drake. It didn't need no features. It, it, it was just it's it's incredible, and to, you know. Looking like like when I was expecting, what was I expecting with this album? I didn't think it was gonna compare to What a Time to Be Alive because that was Damn. just so classic. And I'm I'm glad that I didn't go into it with those expectations because it just didn't quite live up to that. And I think being Drake's second ever collab project, some people might might have expected it to be up to that quality. And and it, although I think this was really good, it you just can't compare it to What a Time to Be Alive. Speaking no. of what a time to be alive, what is your favorite song off that album? I, I like 30 for 30 Freestyle. For I, me, my, my top songs are off what a time to be alive. 30 for 30 Freestyle as well. Oof. Scholarships and then Digital Dash. Oh, digi yeah, Digital oh, Dash. Digital and that's Dash. an intro, bro. Yeah, that's intro. The, bro, you starting off the project oh, my with Digital God. Dash, bro. Bang. And I'm not saying Rich Flex is bad because I think that's a really good song. But it's just think decent. about just think about. Starting off with, with digital dash, yeah, and, like, and you starting off with. I, I think with, with anything, it's the it's, downgrade. Yeah, you always have to. I don't get what what happens when you make these albums. You always have to put your best song first, and then your second best song last. You have to o open up and start and finish off strong. Yeah. So before we leave off of this topic, I did want to mention maybe he's not on the complete downfall, but y'all think Drake is just out of his rhythm? I don't I, think so, bro. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he has that same love for the game. Or maybe, like, even, like, how they say Migos were prime in culture. Do you think... Because Drake has always been in his prime. Yeah. Do you think he's just starting to... We're starting to lose Drake's prime. I, I would say, for me personally, like, I don't think we're going to see uh, an album. Like, Drake's best albums that he's ever put out have already came out. Yeah. You know, like, Take Care, Nothing Was the Same, yeah. Views. 
His best ever projects, when we look back at Drake's career, when it's all said and done, there's no project that he's going to drop from here on in 2022 and forward that is going to top yeah. those projects. His best his best projects are behind him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not... And that's not to say Damn. that he's making bad music now, Of course. But his best projects are behind him, and I think everyone yeah, like, can I, I, I don't think he has the... The um the want to make better like a better album than Take Care. I don't think he he sits there and like okay I have to make an album that you know that that fucking sh- uh, blows that one out the water. Now what's crazy is that we can all agree that he's probably top three. Even some will say he's number one with an art and musical artist, mm-hmm. yeah. and he's not even in his damn prime, prime bro. His prime, in, he's but that, his prime. that's like, just showing his prime was so high, and he's just like a, like a little bit below. You know what I'm saying? That's just showing how great uh, yeah. of a talent Drake is and how, how much of diehard fans he got, bro. The diehard yeah, fans. Like is it, he still making bangers? You yeah, know? He, he makes like good, good like pretty like pretty good music, but like when it comes down to like the wants and like cause it ultimately comes down to Drake has nothing left to prove. He doesn't. I mean like, he won artist of the decade. Yeah, like literally like what 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 else can he do? Like win artist of the decade again. So you're saying when when you have nothing to prove, you lose the drive. Yeah, you, you lose the drive. Because, lose the like, drive. I went, when he 100%. was dropping, like, Take Care and stuff, he was on a Ooh. mission to show people that he's the best there 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 is and, and ever was. And, and, yeah, at that time with Take Care, like, especially specifically when that was dropping, he's trying to prove himself on Young Money. Yeah. You know, with, that's a little way. If you're reading label. this is too late, he, oh, my he's, God. He's sitting there fighting with Nicki Minaj, and he's, you know, competing with Lil Wayne, who at the time was the number one yeah, rapper Lil, in the game. Lil Wayne. You're thinking, like, okay, this is my expectations. I have to really live up to that hype because – Lil Wayne he, is he, my main co-sign. He, wa- he wasn't at the top of the hill, but now he's at the top of the hill. And so he's been like, at the top of the hill for so long, and realistically, in terms of the numbers, he's still at the top of the hill. It would t- it would take a different type of, like, completely different type of mentality to still be in that mindset of that there's still more I can do and that, that he can go after. But I, I just don't think he's there. He, he kind of drops stuff now that's like, that's like, that's passable, that's okay. I, I, I feel like... If if he had this like this entire same album and you know maybe like honestly never mind around the time of I like, take care he wouldn't drop it because he because he, he kind of knows that like this isn't going to take me to that next level but at, the fact that he's at that level he's okay with letting stuff like this go he's like you know yeah I don't think he's dropping it's passable hours of silence yeah I don't think he, I don't think hours of silence is you know get is making the uh, making the cover take care that's not <laughs> Hell happening nah. Hell nah. but like. You know, it's just the reality of like how how everything works. Like usually, when someone's on the top of uh, top of their game, you they don't really they don't really strive for more unless you're like Taylor Swift or some shit. And, but and, like, and I would say it's one of those things that w- that's why we see the most classic type of Drake come out when he's with guys that motivate him, like Lil Baby, for example. Yeah, we see that when he probably sees Lil Baby going crazy in the studio, like recording his verse for Wants and Needs, for example. And potentially and on he, the rise. And then he's like, oh, damn, Lil Baby's going crazy. I got to kind of step up my game like back to what I was doing back in the day. He knows that. He's got to be self-aware to a certain extent. I don't know if there, there was any other point. I had one more point that no. I wanted to ask you all about that no, album. Uh, yeah. You can go ahead and ask. <laughs> we said it in our preview that we wanted to see, a, I personally wanted to see, I think you agreed with me, we wanted to see a, a heavy dose of Metro Boomin production on this project. Ultimately, we didn't get it. Didn't get we, got, no. we got, we needed it. Metro Boomin has one production credit on this album, More M's. What, what, what are our, Which one of the best songs on the tape? So, so what are our thoughts on Metro Boomin not getting as the production credits we thought? And then also, what was our thoughts on the production on this project? You know, was it... Could it have been better? Bro, you need D-Mac to bag in, bro. You need them them trap-making beats, bro. That's what you needed because that's 21's. 
that, that's, that's his, his that's his game. That's his game. And it's not like Drake can't hop in that game either, like he did with Jimmy Crooks. Yeah. So it's not like Drake can't just hop in that game as well. So with, they should have just gave more twenty more twenty one more input on the project because we all know that he would have got some trap beats. Yeah. He would have got some trap beats. And, and and, I, like the one song that he probably did pick more M's. Metro Boomin. And it's a Metro freaking Boomin. banger. Bro, like, it, it, it's hard to, when you, when you hear that, you know, um, uh, Metro Boomin intro, it's like, you're not going to act like, this is not going to be a good song right now. It's just, it's just like, shit, you, as soon as you hear that, you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be, it's gonna, this is over. It's, it's going to be a good song. Facts. I, like, for, for me personally, I, I literally said on, on my preview that I wanted pretty much the whole track list produced by him. Just old Metro Boomin. And, and we didn't even, we only got one song out of 16, so I have to say that is a huge disappointment. And I don't know why Drake ain't working with him more. I just genuinely don't know because I have I said it before. We saw it on What a Time to Be Alive. That's pretty much uh, I think executively produced by Metro Boomin. That's a, I think that's almost eleven songs, and if it wasn't isn't all eleven, it's pretty much almost all of them yeah. produced by Metro Boomin. And we saw just how good it was. Oof. So it's just one of those things. I don't know why Drake doesn't have that desire to work with Metro anymore. Or he works with him, but not quite as much as he should. And then ultimately, like I'm not gonna sit up here and like the production overall, like it was good, but like. It could have been better. I think we could have seen more Metro. We could have seen more 808 Mafia, those types Ooh. of guys. We could have seen, like, it was good production. You know, OVO 40 did his thing. Like, always, he's a great producer. But we could have had it, a couple more guys sprinkled in there than what we got. Because I, I don't know why Lil Yachty is getting four production. And that's no disrespect to Lil Yachty. He did some, he did some good things. But why is Lil Yachty getting four production credits and Metro Boom is only getting one? That's a problem for me. I'm not so good. But I don't think Lil Yachty was really involved. Like he he, he, he he produced it. Of course, but bro, I think 40, bro, like he's the man, bro. Yeah, he's, he he's, is. he's Drake, bro. Like that's he he's the boss, bro. When he they is. go when they all going in that producer room, bro, bro, 40 sitting down, he's saying, bro, I got this, bro. Yeah. Like y'all y'all add y'all y'all little things, bro, and tell me bro, y'all touches, bro, but I got this. 40 is pretty much doing production on every single Drake song. <laughs> bro, because it is exactly, <laughs> but, but bro. Like, but that doesn't mean that we can't have 40 and Metro co-producing it. Exactly. Like, just think about it, bro. We know how good 40 is. We know how good Metro is. Let's let them cook up beats together. It's hard. And, and we didn't get that enough. And we did, we, to be honest, we didn't get that at all because the one beat Metro did produce didn't have 40 on it. It's hard because we don't know that their perspective, though, bro. Maybe 40 and Metro, bro, they're thinking, hey, bro. They've, like, done, they've done collaboration in the past. That, just, that doesn't make sense. You're right. But they're just different. Like, 40's making beats for Drake. Metro's making beats for 21, and like we said, it's just a different type of, it's just different type. But Metro can make, we, we Metro can make. Make soft beats, beats, of course. But, but not even, I don't, I don't want Metro to make a soft beat. Drake can rap on a normal. Exactly, Metro trap beat. beat. Yeah. Like the, the one beat that Metro did have more M's, Drake did his thing on that song too. Exactly. 21 was probably better on that song, but Drake did his thing on that too. And it's, not, it's not like I'm saying like, I can't, oh, I can't listen to more M's because Drake did bad. Drake did good. So, but you see where they have to pick a side in the production. They're leaning towards Metro in it with that song. Yeah, I, it's just one of them things. You know, and they should have gave Metro more and of an opportunity to do that. We're just not getting the 2015 Drake that was hard, <laughs> hard, hard rapping like he was on What a Time to Be Alive. And ultimately, that's why it's not as good of an album. So y'all ready to talk about Lil Papa? Lil Papa. One of, CM, one of CMG's rising artists. <laughs> He had the balls to drop against Drake. <laughs> he had the ball. There's even even pulled out. Even hey, a, boogie, a, a, boogie, a boogie, bro. A boogie said, "I ain't so dropping." I don't want that shit. Hell no. Nah. That's one of the things, bro. When I was first starting to listen to the album, bro, I was like, "Damn, bro! Like this nigga, this guy had a had a 
opportunity to drop against Drake, and he did it, and he didn't he didn't hold back or nothing, bro. He said, bro, this is me, and this is what I'm gonna do, and that's facts. I'm giving it a rating of a seven, and honestly, it's it is the same rating as I gave as I gave Twenty One and Drake. However, a seven for Lil Papa is actually really really good since he is starting in the industry. And they were, I like overall, bro. I like the the album as a whole over Twenty One and Drake's L- low key. And I know it's difficult to compare because Drake is up Drake. here. And it's different type of music too. Exactly, yeah. it's different type of music. But I just feel like there was more more songs that I attr- gravitated towards, bro. And those songs were Win for Lose. Double low and bring it back. Bring it back. Those songs actually are the ones that truly stood out to me. Mm-hmm. And they were bangers, bro. Bangers, bro. And I think he's going to make waves around the music industry. Not Maybe not with this album, but just give it time, bro. Give it time, bro. And Lil Papa going to make waves around the music industry. Especially with CMG behind him, bro. Yeah, I say like definitely we talked about him before on the pod. CMG, one of if not the best label in music. I think yeah. they are the best, bro. I think they're taking over QC. QC. I think they're taking over OVO, bro. I think, bro, they gonna be up there. Just give it time, bro. They have they are signing the hottest artist in the game. When we're talking about hot artist, hottest female artist, we're thinking of Glorilla. That's 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 probably one. Trending on TikTok for whatever that I can't remember the damn song name, bro. But it's like uh, I don't want to remember. You know, you know I what I'm saying. I but purposely don't. They are. <laughs> they are gathering the hottest artist in the game. Yeah, I'll say for me personally, you know, we got the chance to listen to the album today. After you know, we listened to the Drake 21, and then we went back to Drake 21, obviously because we had to get, yeah, I had to, but. Uh, it was a pretty solid album. I said it when we were first listening to it, like, oh, that's pretty good. And, and obviously, my ears were fresh off of listening to Drake in 21. And then it was, it was a, a, a tough switch. Exactly. You know, something it, is. it was something completely kind of different. And that's one of and the... I'll say Lil Papa did his thing for the most part. He did his thing. That's one of the reasons why I like the album so much because, like, when comparing it to Drake and other artists, like, you, you've already listened to them so much, but I haven't really listened to Lil Papa. This is pro- I think this is his first, first his first album. So... It was just something new, bro. It was just something new. And he does, he actually, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but he does remind me of a certain artist that is popping in the mainstream right now. I can't remember who, but man, he's just going to be on the rise. Yeah, I, w- I would say for me, the songs that I was uh, looking at the most as, as my favorites on the track list was Bring It Back with ESTG. You know, you alluded to that. Still Wishing. And then win for losing with, with Rilo, you know. Obviously, like, like, I love Rilo. He does his thing or whatever. A yeah, little pop. But pretty much, but pretty no, but pretty much what I'm about to say is that throughout the whole track list, that Lil Papa was was able to do his thing consistently. You kind of got a sense after a couple tracks what he wanted to do on these tracks. And I'm not gonna sit up here and act like he's the most versatile based on what I've heard or anything like that. But but I'll give him credit. He knows his bag and he stuck to it and he did that for the whole project and it is pretty pretty solid. Bro. He's really solid. young, bro. So he's he got, got a lot of potential. He got time, bro. And, and when like you got Gotti and you got CMG behind him, I think he might have a big future in the industry. 
And this is just showing us the a teaser of maybe what's it to took, come. It took over Gunna four years to blow. That's what I'm saying. So it's four them, years. It's like, if he keeps putting out quality music and he keeps getting better, you know, keeps keeps working with CMG, keeps you know, he doesn't have a gaudy feature, doesn't have a bag feature. He gets a couple of those types of features. We'll take the next job. I would be, I'll be excited to listen to the. Like, obviously, it's crazy because he just dropped the project, but the next project that he drops, I'll be excited to listen to it because I assume he's gonna take it up a notch and get and maybe a couple more big name, big exactly. Name yo, God, he's like, yo, it's time, bro. It's time get... to get you back. It's time to get you me. You know, what I'm saying? we talk about me referring to Yo Gotti. You know, so I, w- I would say overall for me personally, it's a good project, but I'm gonna give it. I'm, I'm going to give it a six, but it's, it's, a, it's a good six. That's what I'm it's, saying, it's bro. Six. Like, I wanted to give it an eight, bro, but it's just a it's a good seven, bro. Because there's, there's a couple of songs where you're going throughout the table. It's like, oh, man, he's he's just he's catching that repetitiveness, bro. Yeah, it's just it's, 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 it's starting to be repetitive. Exactly. But then. But he can work on his versatility. Exactly. But then he just threw in one of the songs and he switched up his flow completely. So it not completely, but a lot. So it was very, very interesting. It was very, very interesting to see. You got any thoughts on the little Papa project, bro? Uh, any other, thoughts? Any thoughts? I mean, other than like, not nah, you, like, you were there in the car. <laughs> I was in the <laughs> car. Uh, other than like the exact same thing, Zach Zach had the harp on. You know, I I, I did agree it was a, it was a six. I enjoyed it. You know, the versatility a little bit uh, on it, but you know, like you know, he's still he's still new to me, so I I, I gotta wait till you know before I can like vault him to like, oh yeah, he's one of my you know top artists I listen to. You know. Like, so he's give still young in the me. game. Yeah, it's it's, it's the one game. of them things he's, he's going to continue to develop. And, and yeah. that's why I said the next project will be a true telltale sign for me personally because I need to see a jump from him. And I know we spoke on our favorite songs on the album, but my favorite song overall by him is Pledge, what he did on the CMG tape. Remember that song that I showed you off the CMG tape that he did? Bro, that song, bro. And, and that just goes to show when, oh he, when, he gets the, when he gets the backing of CMG and he really feels like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we know what he can do. So Ooh. I feel like it's one of them things like, that song just There's so much potential there, you know. It's it just, opened my eyes to the amount of potential that he has. But yeah. when I first heard that song, I was like, damn, who is this? And I started listening to it again and I'm like, Damn, and that's why we keep He's, talking about CMG because they keep finding these guys. That's what I'm keep saying. Finding. And if they're not, and if they're not finding them, they're picking it up, picking them up. Like I said, was Glorilla the yeah. hottest or ESTG, ho- yeah. the hot, the hottest artist in the game. They're outbidding these. Boom, 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 and and they're signing to CMG because people are trusting Yo Gotti and and what he's building there. And and I ain't gonna lie, I would trust him too because it seems like he's really building an empire. Exactly, and with Moneybag Yo label, I believe under. Under Great CMG, game. it's like under CMG. So like money back, yo, he's doing his thing, bro. Picking up Big Thirty, bro. Big Thirty, one of the hottest artists in the industry, you know, even bro. His last album wasn't that great. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Even though his last album wasn't that great, but, we, but, 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 he, but bro, he got a lot of potential. He ooh, got so much potential. Scared right? of us with Hot Boy. Ooh. So we talked about it at the time. That's still a banger. Well, I can't wait. You know, we're getting close to the end of the year. I can't wait till we can talk about like our favorite songs and favorite albums of the whole year. Y'all Facts. obviously. That will be coming soon, probably in, de- in December time. You know, we'll, we'll do an album of the year review and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, it's all coming soon. We got a lot of stuff coming soon. You got any final thoughts on Lil Papa? Mm, not what really, bro, but I just, again, bro, I know we said this a lot in the past couple of minutes, bro, but, bro, he's just, he's going places, bro, and I see it, bro. I, I truly do, bro. He's going places, bro. And that whole label probably going to be, if not already, the number one label in America, bro, without a doubt. They on their way, mm-hmm. and the, and it's not, bro. C, bro, CMG, bro. Gotti built built it on his own, bro. Like Gotti built on his own, bro. Fair. He didn't, he didn't. 
No industry plant, no none of that. No big corporations like Atlantic and all that, bro. None of that. He did that shit on his own, bro. With people that he hired, bro, that he trusted, bro. And like a family, bro. And that's how you got to run it, bro. They run CMG like a family over there, bro. I agree. You got to give CMG their flowers. Yeah. Facts. And they going, going number out. one. Y'all ready to switch it up from uh, music to culture? Yeah. Yep. Let's get it. So... We have Diddy, who has obviously been in making waves in the news recently because he, last week he passed Kanye to become the hip-hop's uh, only second billionaire. And this week, he is uh, officially acquiring one of the biggest cannabis companies in the industry. What was it? Cresco Labs. Cresco Labs. For $185 million. Formerly known, people may know the other brain more well, Columbia Care. So they're, they're, They have uh, medical shops in Florida. So... What what are your uh, your initial thoughts on him getting this for one eighty five million, bro? He he got it for an absolute damn steal, bro. Because as you see in the notes, bro, two, Cresco Labs bought the company out for two billion dollars, and then a couple months later, he goes and buys it for just one hundred eighty five mil, bro. That's a steal. That's that. That's like it's. I, I don't I'm, even know how he got that. That's what I'm saying. I, I seen that it said acquiring a title and everything. I read it. But I'm going to have to read that couple articles again because, damn, 185 mil, bro, and the company just bought him for two bill. But that's absolutely ridiculous. I think it's one of them things at the end of the day, there's a reason why you get to that point where you're a billionaire and it's making smart deals. Bro, because, and, and, bro, I got a feeling that Diddy, he's going to change this company and put it all the way up, bro, because he's been involved in, he's, he's been involved with cannabis, bro, and he knows the industry on the backhand, bro, like uh, in the on the streets, bro. Yeah. So he knows the industry, bro, and he knows how to get it done. Not like some of these corporate guys who are in there who haven't really been in yeah. involved, bro, directly on the ground level. So overall, bro, it's a complete steal, and he's gonna put Columbia Care all the way up here and current maybe, maybe like right here, bro. Like not one of the top dispensaries especially around the country, but maybe even Florida, because in Florida, they have a lot of competition going on right now, bro. You got the flour and all these other dispense cookies, bro, all these other pri- jungle boys, all these ta- prime time dispensaries coming to Florida and just changing up the whole damn market, which I have talked about on a previous podcast before. You have to go check it out. Man, it's just, it's absolutely insane, bro. And just because Columbia Care, bro, is complete ass. Like, they're just ass, bro. All the reviews are just ass, bro. The products, not good whatsoever. Maybe there's a one or two product that will maybe slide through and the people will buy. That's why you got to trust Diddy to be able to make the change. Facts, bro. You got to trust Diddy to be able to make change, And the fact that he got it for so cheap, it's it's already a a win for him. But then I I already know that he's going to be able to transform it and he's going to make it into a very profitable company. And this is why Diddy is a billionaire at the end of the day. This is why he, he's making those steps. He's doing the right things. He's making smart business decisions. And I know that he's going to be able to transform this company and turn him around. I know that Completely to be a fact. Completely around. And then potentially get him at the top. You got any thoughts, G, about uh, Diddy? Man, uh, other than the, the points that he covered, I mean, I think he covered every point that had to be said. I mean, he's... He's a he's a billionaire, so I mean he, yeah, he's, a he's, a, he's he's a genius. I mean, there's nothing like you, to make it to that point. You have to be so 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 damn smart. It's a lot smarter than uh, like ninety percent of other human beings on this planet, and it's for stuff like that. And that's what I'm saying. Not saying Cresco Labs and their employees aren't smart because 
they got two they billion dollars. They got. But they, they made a bad business deal. Yeah, they made a bad business deal. And bro, it's just that they're not. They're not on the ground level in the streets, bro. Knowing what's the top trade and all this. They're not. They're not really doing their research like that, bro. They just. But did put, they, exactly, bro. They're just pushing out the strains that they can, bro, and just trying to get the sales garnished from that. Did he finna change? everything with that bro he's gonna make a brand behind it like a real brand with clothing and shirts and all that and etc like cookies does because that's one of the things that cookies is has ex, has excelled at cookies bro and their marketing scheme bro bro people buy cookies trays shirts everything i know you don't really know much about it but bro cookies. people hey, cookies. <laughs> bro cookies is a really good brand run by burner so burner yeah run by Bar burner burner is the number number four now i think Oh yeah, number four, uh, highest paid hip hop, you know, in, in the game. He's, he's right. He's, Diddy's number two, Kanye's three now because of what happened, and now so, Burner's four. So with Burner's in, intuition, bro, with marketing and all that, et cetera, I can see Diddy doing the same, bro, and it's just gonna bring the brand yeah. from, like I said here, probably like right around the top. Yeah, like I don't think they're, I don't think they're beating out Jungle Boys or anything like that, but I think they'll be doing pretty, pretty well. I could agree. That's fair. You ready to get into the next topic? Yeah, let's talk about the Powerball being at a billy. Right. <laughs> you win the Powerball, you, you're there with Diddy, dude. You're right there. Yeah, with you're him. right there. <laughs> you're right there with Diddy. And you could be a fucking complete dumbass, you know? But um, And waste all your money. One billion dollars. I mean, eventually they do take tax out of it. So it's yeah, not it's, exactly it's a billion. Like, it's probably like 500 million to 750, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I, I saw it was like 756 million. Okay, yeah. So like, that's, it's still like, that's still a lot of that's money. That's a hey, lot of fucking you, money. You, like I said, you're competing with Diddy. Y'all yeah, you know? taking the payments like, as, yeah, I saw that. Are y'all taking the payments like in, 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 in increments or are y'all taking it all at once? I'm taking it in increments. Okay. I, I saw that a lot A lot of financial advisors said, said it's a lot smarter to do it like that because it's like money. Like Because it's one of the things, unless you're actually smart and you and you take that money like if you let's say you get 756 million right now you got to take that and you got to invest it right away yeah but if you don't like where most people they get no, that they kind of money, money you ain't do doing that bro so like realistically realistically the smart thing to do is to just take it in increments of whatever amount it is and then you know you, you your brain will be able to fathom it more and you'll be able to control yourself yeah. ultimately more it's, it's the smartest move if you were lucky enough to win it facts i i, I can def, I, I can agree However, i can agree if you are a smart investor bro then you take it all around uh, take it all at once and you invest it straight away you know whether yeah. it's facts. real estate or whatever but the average person who is, is playing the powerball and is going to win it they ain't really thinking I, like I, that i don't I, I wish i looked up the stats of like the people that have won the powerball before most of them like, go bankrupt. Most of them don't. <laughs> the money doesn't last very long. It doesn't long. because they make dumb decisions. Because I, I, where, where the fuck do they put all that money at? Uh, like, where does it all go, man? What do they, what do, they even do to it? Like, it? Number one is giving it away, and not yeah, not necessarily away. even to so charity. Like family and shit. Not yeah, it's just more charities, and it's just trying like, to yeah, not, trying like, to put your family up. But and then at the end of the day, a lot of those ideas don't work because they're just asking for money and they think they got an amazing idea, whatever, whatever. But it all probably <laughs> it all it ends up folding. So, if if one of you guys won won, uh, won the Powerball, dude, I, I would come up with five good ideas. Whereas I was like, you gotta you gotta fund me. I got good good ideas now. All of a sudden, I have really good ideas. It's facts. I mean, what, what would y'all do if y'all won the money? Let's just say let's just say tomorrow it got announced. Gee, you win the Powerball. What's the first thing you're doing? The first thing I would do is I'd go to my finest adult club and I would. <laughs> Drown every single, you know, fine young lady with more money than, you know, they, they could probably hold with their whole ent entire hands. You know? 
That'd be my first idea, but you know, I, I, I'm not like everybody else. I'm, when it comes to money, I would say I'm decent. I'm okay. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not, I'm no like, millionaire, but like, you know, I would, there's a lot of stupid shit I would do with money, yeah. Wait, what, do, what do you think? Let's don't just, you dare say donate every single day. Yeah, no, you, give it back to the children. I remember, I remember, some I, I, shit. I, I, no, you're going to, no, no, no. Don't no, you I'm not, dare. No, bro, I ain't going to lie, but don't even say something. Say, oh my God, say with Aaron Judge's ball, bro. The Hall of Fame, bro. Give it, you said give like, them back to the fucking children. You just give it to the, the children, bro. What are you going to say, bro? What are you going to say? Well, I ain't going to be giving it out like crazy, but I will, I will. I will donate to one of the most. I will find out, like, I'll do my research on charities oh, and definitely give a portion my. of it to charities. Uh, how, how big of a portion exactly? Oh, my. Nothing God. crazy. Nothing crazy. What's crazy? I think our ideas of nothing crazy are far vastly different. Like, bro, you're winning a billy, bro, and honestly, you give him like twenty five grand or something, bro. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. Like twenty five, fifty grand. That's fair. That's, that's, fair, that's, fair. that's, that's fair. Okay. Whatever. That's okay. fair. Then I thought you was gonna say like twenty million or something. Then I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely giving some to my homeboys, bro. You gotta give it to your closest people around yeah, you. Yeah, not, yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm yeah. not, and I'm not, and I, I, ain't, I told Zach that. Yeah. And I, and I, as soon, bro, as soon as I give y'all the, give any of y'all the money, bro, I'm saying, don't do nothing crazy with this money, bro. Don't act like none of these. Dumbasses that have been spending all. all of the damn <laughs> money. Spending. Do not do that. Do not gamble the money. I, and would, <laughs> I would take that billion. And I, what, what was the price that people said that it would take to end world hunger? I would put. I would write a check for that person to end world hunger right now. Right. Just to see if they could do it. To end world and, hunger and now. Fail. And it would probably fail. It probably would. <laughs> It would fail. Yeah, because they would use the money other places. The, 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 it's inevitable. You, you give the money to the government, and they're like, ooh, money. And they just they, like, they're going to go send it to they put the, it away. The, the troops or whatever. They they know, put, they you know, building or the they're going to keep it in their shit. pockets. The you know, to the taxes, pockets. You know? Yeah. And, and the third thing, well, this might be actually the first thing I do. It's fun. Probably do something with the pod, bro. And like, like, I know we a billion, bro, but, like, I want to take our pod to the I next would, level bro and i would take us to the moon exactly bro take literally to <laughs> I would, like literally build something on the moon exactly bro just, just take well whatever it is take us to the moon bro like I'll, I'll go obviously figuratively and literally but so, someone shoot me into space how much money would it cost to elon, get me in a rocket elon, to elon, send me? elon can do that elon could do that bro i'd be a billionaire I'd be a bro we were like we're, we were kind of simple and i would yeah, use I that billion. money you got, you got a couple billion you know? to fund I, whatever I mean, a trillion, to fund whatever companies we wanted and at the end of the day like we'd be straight and that's that's probably what i that's that's probably mostly yeah. what i would do I, I, I'd, I'd buy tiktok to delete it <laughs> I 100% agree with that. Like, like practically speaking, like that's obviously the number one thing where that money would mostly go to is, is exactly what he just said. However, you know, in terms of the the the, the personal things <laughs> that you gotta buy with your billion dollars, brother. First, like the first thing, bro, you gotta buy that new whip. Oh, nothing. You gotta buy some. Yeah, I'm gonna go buy a chain. Not a chain. I'm gonna go buy some. I'm gonna go buy like like one of that. Like, like Floyd Mayweather's chains. No, I'm trying to, like, like, like I don't know. You part. You might know how much it costs. You know, obviously we talked about what? our RIP takeoff, but like, well, like, how much do you know? Takeoff had one of the best chains. The solar the system chain. How, it how, was, much, how much do you think that cost? It was five hundred grand. That's what I'm saying. I would. <laughs> I would. Do it was, no, it was. I remember. It was. It's estimated I, I would, to be a half a million. Maybe. Maybe I wouldn't get something quite that much, but it would be something it's like because it's a whole solar system piece. It, it would be. Oh, it, so, yeah, I seen that shit. It would be. It's crazy. It would, right? be, a, it would be like a, a piece of that kind of crazy. I would get something crazy piece. You know what I'm saying? 
And then, like, after I got that stuff out of the way, but maybe I'll buy some J's and some new J's and oh, stuff like God. that. But that's pretty cheap when you've got a billion. Then, it, like, pretty much once I get those things out the way, hit, hit the mall. I guess you're not donating any of the Then, bro, but shit. if I do all that, I'm still going to have, like, 500 million or something like that. So then, like, even if I blow 200 million, is it is it I'm possible? To, to is it possible to make a one billion dollar bet? I'm sure it's possible. Oh my <laughs> god! Uh, no, because no one. I'm doing a one and done bet for one billion dollars. But then, if you win that bet, like damn, like. Yeah. Well, like, like like Floyd Mayweather versus Deji, I'll bet a billion. You aren't actually gonna do that. Would, no, no, re- realistically, G, are you I, damn I, betting I, I a would, billion? I would bet a billion on Floyd dude, Mayweather beating fucking Deji. Exactly, dude, that, uh, guaranteed money. No, we're saying like at a casino or something. Oh, well, not like no. No, not like the I'm roulette not, okay, table. Okay, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to the roulette table, so I'll put a billion on fucking uh, black right now. That'd be the dumbest That'd be, thing. That'd be the dumbest. That would be good. And the casino would love it. Yeah, oh, they'd be like, uh, it was like, bro, the, what do we got to do to make sure this ball is But that, that, that bet. rigged thing. <laughs> but that bet isn't, that bet isn't fair. Because because no, no, you have I, to have I, uncertainty. The casino, well, the casino would go bankrupt if they lost. No, I'm saying the bet. <laughs> the bet they, with they the Floyd. The bet. The bet. What you mentioned, Floyd Mayweather fighting someone for versus Deji. That's what I'm saying. That, that. That's guaranteed money. That's guaranteed money. So that bet's technically unfair. You have to have some type of uncertainty oh, to that. it. No. That's what a bet is made for. You want me to bet? That's why they have betting odds. Like the odds of the bet. Like it's probably like minus. Ten thousand. Yeah, you you would like, make like uh like fifty bucks. Well, no, because you're betting a but you'd probably make a make good a, chunk of change. A couple but, dollars. But like know? when you've already got a billy, you're not making that much in the grand scheme of things. You're right. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things. Yeah. I mean, of course, I would buy all those personal items. I just first I would take care of what I got to take care of first. Yeah, you, I I, didn't, I I don't know about my order and stuff like that, you, but but you're I, right. I, like I'm just saying like in terms of you know the things that they want to you know. Obviously, I'm gonna do business things and stuff like that with business the money. Stuff like you're gonna but buy I want I wanted to let the show. let the people know what I would do with the money. Oh yeah, like in my personal life. I think mine's most respectable. Bro, definitely, bro. I would, bro. Personal life, bro. Definitely, the first thing I'm buying is like my my parents a crib, and then I'm buying me a crib, and then buying crib. That's what I'm saying. Awesome New, moon. That's what I'm saying. You buy an island. This is the uh, same type of thing. Just like the casual that. things, bro. Just casual, new chain, just like jewelry, whips, all that <laughs> stuff, man. But I'm not gonna. You don't want to f- go nothing too crazy. Nah, but you don't go too crazy, but you go, you go pretty crazy. Be like, a little crazy. I'll, I'll be the new Andrew Tate. Hey. Andrew Tate. Just buying a bunch of Bugattis. That's good. <laughs> it, y'all, y'all driving Bugatti. Hey, well, you can be going to. I, <laughs> you ready to wrap this one up? Yeah. yeah. This was episode 26 of the Shooter Straight Podcast, man. Thank y'all for all the support we've been getting. Once again, I think... I don't know. I haven't checked it, but I think we're at 308 subscribers at this very moment. Hopefully, we're uh, above. I don't know. 309. But it's one of those things. You know, we appreciate all the support we've been getting. We gained a lot of subs in the last couple of days, so we appreciate everyone checking out the uh, checking out the video, checking out the pod. Subscribe if you haven't already. And y'all got anything y'all want to say? I think I'm all good. Doing I'm gonna good. just say, just I, we want to see all comments on this episode and exactly. in the, clips in, in before the and the reels on. All of our different social medias, Facebook, Instagram, we want to see the comments. YouTube and shorts. Yeah, just keep up the engagement because we respect, we not only respect, we love your guys' opinion. Exactly. So with all that being said, man, thank y'all checking out this episode of the Shooter Straight Podcast. I'm your co-host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Blue. I'm still G. <laughs> and we will see y'all next time for episode 27. Peace. Continue to shoot it straight.